Welcome back, Ola Globies. No, you did not just plug in a random Sega Genesis hooked up to a TV, and those are the bountiful noises of uh, Toe Jam and Earl or something. I thought that was uh, somebody was playing a repeat of a Seinfeld episode. Could have been that. It could have been that Seinfeld AI Twitch show. That sounds something straight out of there. Like, there is a man we're going to be talking about. If you're new to this fucking show, you're going to have to endure some deep diving to begin this episode before we talk about the movie. And John Rad. Yeah, we, we, after you've, if you've never even heard a movie, after you've watched an episode, you're an expert on the movie. Exactly. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. Professor Golan Globies. Especially this month. We're here to expose. Some misunderstood geniuses, and we got whoa, we got a misunderstood genius. Today. Oh my god, uh, John S. Rad, <laughs> born Jahangir Salahi from Iran. We thought that only Amir Shirvan, he was the only amazing Iranian, but apparently, Iran is a hotbed, yeah, quality filmmaking. He did a good job of getting his movie out there, getting his name out there. Uh, when I search for him, because, you know, because of the rampant anti-Iranian racism of the '80s, Ayatollah Asahola, okay, he had to change his name to John S. Rad. Right, he had to take on a whole new identity in America. Right. He became the Persian John Waters. That's right. Lookwise, lookwise, look this man up. You can find the video of him. There's yeah. audio of him talking, along with yeah. the video of him talking as well. Yeah, it's incredible how they video combined and audio a and video. Amazing. It's just we never get to hear much from these legends outside of Tommy right. Wiseau. Because they're there. not respected. That's our job is to expose you. you know, all, all you people out there, you're probably not even listening to this episode, who are just like, just give me the Seagulls and the Van Dams. No. Anybody can do that. Right. Any low-rent, shitty-ass action podcast can do that. Right. Can pander to you. Spend we five are, minutes saying It's about education as well as entertainment. And we're educating you this month on some people you might not know about, but right. you need to know about. And no, Tommy Wiseau isn't going to come up this month, all right? Because Tommy Wiseau is the normie good, bad director. Right. Everybody knows that guy. Everything's been said about that guy. Fuck Tommy Wiseau. I mean, he got to the point where Seth Rogen took him under his <laughs> <laughs> I can't shit on too much because Seth Rogen is the only... Celebrity that likes ever liked any of my, uh, my tweets. So <laughs> I can't a shit weird, too much. Such a him. weird, yeah. such a weird thing that he likes some of our tweets. Well, just one, just, just one. one. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. It blew up. That was but, my, the only time I ever, my only chant, my only flirtation with going viral, right, was that one tweet, just and it's been one. downhill ever since. <laughs> that one flicker of hope. You've had yeah. a couple of other close encounters. Yeah, got- but this was like in the thousands, which is rare. Yeah, for and, me. And now Twitter is a hotbed of disaster. Yeah, it's, it's a hotbed of disaster. It's total shit. Very much like the Iran that John S. Red ran away from. Yes, he left. Like most people, like the Iron Sheik did after the Shah was overthrown by the Ayatollah. Right. And that's when Iran went in the toilet. What's the parallels with wrestling world at this time? Who do we got coming in? Is uh, Iron Sheik a bad guy at this point? Yeah, he's making. He's probably left the AWA and is entering into the WWF. Right. Became champ, and then Hulk Hogan defeated him. Right. Took the magic right out of his boots. His little curly toed boots. Did the camel clutch? Did the fucked him in the ass? Made him humble. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Murray. Now we do have some uh, great friends who. 
I believe this movie was recommended to us by one of our friends uh, about a year ago. Uh, might have been. I I know Abra helped me out with we're doing it now because I had no I I'd watched the movie. You had watched the yes. movie. We both because it's such a bland title. Yes. It's a no, Steven the, Seagal title. Exactly. It's, it's the plural version of a Steven Seagal. Like, yeah. Like, in Steven Seagal's world, he's only a dangerous man. Exactly. There's no one more dangerous. Exactly. But uh, Janice Rad is telling us all men are dangerous. All men are sexual predators. Right. And we learn, and he's, he's a father of a daughter, which we'll get into later. Okay. So, yes, he's, this is probably the, he probably made this as a teaching lesson to his daughter. All men are sexual predators. All men will try to rape you. Be, Be prepared. Learn how to clench a knife in your butt cheeks. <laughs> a butt sheath is what they call that, which we'll get into later. I, I love how he turned it on its head. It's very ahead of his time, story-wise, where we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. our dear friends, they recommend these great movies to us from time to time. Yeah. And, you know, Aubra did suggest a couple movies because she pointed out the Criterion was due in the post-apocalyptic. Six different Golden Globus movies, movies we've covered yeah, on this show. Yeah, we did, not Golden Globus, the, the yeah, company. Yeah, my bad. We did, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, of course, incredible. we're the tastemakers of the world. What we say, Criterion listens. Exactly. You guys don't. Where you been at? <laughs> Zardoz? Come on. Right. So, one of the movies that Aubra had mentioned was Bed Sitting Room. Have you ever seen this movie? Uh, bed Sitting Room, No. I don't know if you're into wacky six late sixties, early seventies British, you know, satire comedy. Usually not, shit. but yeah, I, uh-huh. I was, I, as I was watching it, I loved it. It okay. was a very cool take on the post-apocalyptic world, but it was also very British and silly. Yeah. So I don't know if it'd be your thing. It's not an action movie. Yeah, I'm not a Monty Python guy. Would you yeah. say you got to be like in that realm? It's not that weird. Where it's trying to be fun. You know, I don't know. I don't think you would enjoy it very much. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. But I fucking loved it. I completely forgot the Red Wings were playing that night because I was so into this movie. Oh, I thought you forgot because they're not that good. Oh, no. They're they're very average, unlike our Detroit Pistons. Well, who... they're monumentally bad. Exactly. Someone went, th- someone went through, and they are officially, by win percentage, the worst team in the last, like, 70 years. But not in history. Not in, in history. In the NBA, yes. In the history of sports, recorded sports, there's still one team that's worse. There Who? was some football team like back oh, in the 30s. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, so historically bad. Yeah. And rough. I'm glad you brought up sports because Murray. I did people, not bring up sports. People are the clamoring. Griff, Griff, you've been swinging a hot uh, betting dick. What, your, your, your Super Bowl predictions? Oh, well, you know what? I got to do the whole playoff. So lock in. The next 45 minutes, all Griff, <laughs> all the time. No. All right, I'm taking a break here. I, got, I, I, just, I came across a really funny thing that yeah. uh, apparently the you know professional bettors have taken notice of. Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz. Yeah. When he attends a sport, whatever team he is supporting, so recently he went to see the Texas versus Washington football game. Mm-hmm. The teams he are supporting, he is supporting, are two in fifteen. That makes perfect sense. So, the cur- the curse of Ted Cruz. He's if a you rock. if you ever see him attending a sport, bet the other team. By the way, 
I have finally recovered from my illness. Sorry if that affected anybody's listening of House Death Rider and the House of Vampires. I'm glad to hear you are looking great right uh, now. Taylor, you can't kill me. That was, a, that was an assassination attempt by Taylor. She Wait tried. a minute, what? Yes. She had somebody, I guess, like stick me with a needle, some bio. <laughs> you don't even remember being stuck with a needle? No, I'm so tough. I don't feel that I'm shit. so tough. I was getting a tattoo at the time. <laughs> oh, okay. But, so, <laughs> but, uh, oh, I, yeah, you showed me your tattoo. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a bunch of uh, fat anime women. It says BBW, yeah. big, beautiful women. That's big, my thing, That's... especially anime, big, beautiful women. <laughs> if you're a big, beautiful woman with tentacles, you are no, right up Murray's alley. Exactly. Uh, so that one chick from uh, Little Mermaid, love her. Ursula. Yeah. Oh, my Hot. God. Creep me out, that Ursula yeah, when I was a but, kid. Uh, yeah, Tay-Tay, nice shot. I think that's Revenge one of her- is a, a dish best served cold. I think she has a song called uh, uh, Nice Shot, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. You are wondering why the music suddenly changed in your tattoo parlor. Yeah, became more uh, bitter grapes. Bitter grapes. That's that's basically Taylor Swift's uh, stock and trade. Bitter grapes for basic bitches. <laughs> I like it. That's a plentiful vine, though. There is so many grapes on that vine. Mm-hmm. I think she's done a thousand and fifty-two songs. That's, at this yeah, point. that's her stock and trade. The only the only band and more only prolific. half of them she actually wrote. Only half. Wow. The rest she's are just so, Swedish. So uh, you know the, the Swedish. Uh, songwriting teams that write all the pop music the world listens to. Is it Swedes that are writing all of our pop music? They did in the uh, boy band boom of the early aughts. Really? Yeah. For some reason, Sweden either makes death metal and black metal, like satanic metal, or bubblegum pop. There's no in-between. Wow. Very uh, schizophrenic country. Well, I would say that era of music was very dark, so I think it's just light on the outside, dark on the inside type shit, whereas death metal, obviously, it's just death. All the yeah. way through, through and through. It's a it's a weird place up there. They have yeah. days where you it's basically don't have sunlight. Grim and frostbitten, much like uh, Michigan's been for the past two months. Oh, it's been something. The ground's frozen though, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I can take the dog out. I don't have to fucking you know put on galoshes to get out there. Yeah. Is that the that that's the mud boots? Galoshes. Yeah, galoshes, yeah. rain boots, galoshes, rain boots. Okay, you can use them for waiters. Waiters, I wear waiters to go outside. John S. Red. Whereas last week we had a man who's a musician first who went into making movies. We have a man who just came out of nowhere, apparently. He can do it all. And he, he's a he's a I what's the word for ten you can do ten things. There's triple threat, quadruple threat, deca threat. I would say deca threat. Because he does it all and he lets you know because the only name and the credits of the beginning of this movie is John S. Red, directed by John S. Red, written by John S. Red, based on a story by John S. Red, music by John S. Red. But he's so humble, he didn't star in it. No. He was like, no, I'm going to sit back. Yeah. I'm I just going to be in the background. I got so many other fucking knobs and instruments and synths to work on and everything. Right. I mean, and much like this is a, a story of contrast to last week in that Danzig's never met a scene he didn't want to stretch out for 20 minutes. Right. John, quick cut, quick cut, kick cut. I can't even say it. It's so quick. <laughs> it's so quick. Yeah, no, he's, he had a story to tell. He had seen He has two stories to tell yeah. in this one movie that's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, he's very Lynchian where he's just like, I got a lot of people I want to add like that. I don't want to give characters. them names. Yeah. Our main character, who is called David, is called 
a police detective in the credits. Our main character. Yes. This yes. is very hard to write notes for this movie because three guys in the very beginning look identical and they're three different <laughs> actors <laughs> and they're never given a name. And then two two of our main characters in this movie, well, we assume they're main characters because they're in the opening fucking scene, are never in the movie again. Yes. They're stand-ins for what ends up being we our main characters. We think. We don't know because, you know, people like applaud um, James Cameron because he took like three, four years to make Titanic or something. John S. Red, Rad, 11 years to film this movie. 11. 11. Started in 84, finished in 95, took another additional 10 years to put it together in post, debuted it in 2005. He paid money out of his own pocket for it to play at a theater for a week, tragically died two years later, probably a broken heart because people, people in 2005 couldn't understand this movie. It no. was beyond them. No. This is uh this is right around the same time you know the room had come out everybody had Why So Fever back yeah, then because I think I think uh, the room was like two thousand four or five yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was I'm sure Tommy Why So much undeserving of the te- of the attention he gets forced John S. Red out it probably, maybe John S. Red killed himself for all we know <sighs> we know John S. for suicide Red it could have been that suicide's not Red people yeah see. I think people are going to start worrying because this is like three or four episodes in a row. You've just been going on and on about suicide. You just can't Never. stop bringing up suicide. Yeah. Not to say you're talking like you did that one week, which we should have do again. But suicide <laughs> is just at the tip of your tongue lately, Murray. Are you okay? Ozzy Osbourne said it best. Suicide solution. Suicide. Okay. okay. It's not the solution. That's everybody. about alcoholism, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. It says it clearly says in the lyrics. It's all about drinking. Yet people are like, "Suicide solution." I'm not going to listen to the song. It must be stopped. It must be banned. It's going to cause kids to kill themselves. Wow. So you're saying times never change? No. People don't change. Times don't change. Yeah. And unfortunately, John S. Red will never change because he's dead. He died Uh, two years later. Thankfully, the people at the LMO Draft House found this hidden treasure and released it. And now it's kind of it's not it's never going to get the acclaim it deserves. Probably after this episode, it will. Yeah, it'll be vinegar syndrome by the time we're done. Yeah, they're probably firing up the blueprint machine right now. Uh, And they're like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Price point. If they get the half hour interview or whatever it was, which on us rad. That might be a price I'm willing to pay because I really want to fucking know more. And you told me, okay, first of all, movie, hour 16. Beautiful time for a movie. Yeah. And like we said, two different movies <laughs> in one. Right. So that is the greatest double feature ever. Mm-hmm. Also, there is, oh, YouTube for free. Go find it. Yeah. Very easy to find. Also, there is like a five minute. Uh, He's on some kind of like local, like I'm guessing L.A. talk show, yeah. hosted by this super annoying Rod Roddy Jr. looking gay guy. Good call, Not Rod all gay Roddy. guys are funny. I'm learning because this guy was getting on my fucking nerves. He's shitting on John S. Red. Him and Sandra Bernhardt were there. Sandra Burke, Flint native. We love Sandra Bernhardt. But, I was going to say. Yeah. But uh, they 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 brought him out and this immediately. Well, she didn't. But he immediately starts shitting on John S. Red, Talking about his ear hair. Hey, he can't help it, all right? He's got hair on his ear. We well, could. He could get something done with that. But yeah. he's like, hey, fuck it. I'm au naturel. I, 
I don't I don't stand by your beauty standards, okay? Right. Well, I, I mean, like my hairy ears. Right. Fucking oh god. Stereotypical so, gay person yeah. uh, just harping on somebody's looks. Like, come on. Yeah. You, do you want us harping on your looks? Yeah. You rod roddy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <Really? laughs> I think we just did it. <laughs> yes, we did do that. Yeah, so you get a little taste of the, the radicalness. John oh, is rad. So radical. There's so many songs in this movie. Like it's incredible. I don't know why. First of all, I was gonna say Mondo, but they Funko bought them, so they probably wouldn't be cool enough. They're not ever gonna do any cool shit anymore. Funko bought Funko them? bought Mondo, so they're probably never gonna release any of the cool shit we like Dude. anymore. It's just gonna be video game music and Godzilla themes. Hey, I like. I mean, I like a lot of the shit they put out. I bought some of their video uh, game music stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm saying that's all they're gonna do. I bet okay. Now. It's even cooler that Eric Powell did the art for some of that shit. Yeah. So that's even cooler. But uh, yes, the world needs the entire soundtrack of this album. I need it. it there, when you Google, you will find a link to SoundCloud where it I says, saw that. "Yeah." But I want physical media. I want to touch. I want to experience it. it was, I want to open up the gatefold and see John S. Reds played out naked. And just listen to the sonic sounds. Amazing. How many songs do you think he had in this? Uh, at least a dozen. In the movie. Yeah, at least a dozen. There's three songs on SoundCloud. That's all. Whoever whipped this up, that's all they were able to get. Yeah, we three. need more. Did you go to the website? I did not. His original website is still up. It is. I believe it was uh, dangerousmenthemovie.com. But again, you can easily Google and find this. It is a time warp. It is a 90s website. GeoCities. Yeah. And it looks like because he did some nice paint tracing to cut (laughs) the black guy out and put him on the front cover of his website and it's yeah. like wait he, by, by the way griff's not being racist this black guy has no name in the movie yeah he's i'm sorry the black guy yeah yeah he looks he looks good he looks the part he's got the fucking badge he's holding he's a got gun the denim up. sleeveless yeah. shirt yeah and you call those vests in vet, Michigan. yeah sometimes we call them vests mm-hmm. uh but he was he was on the cover but they was clearly did a trace and cut and paste type thing because yeah. you could see the white outline <laughs> just behind him and it's all jagged Oh, everything about John S. Rad's, you know, it's totality rad. towards getting this media out there is a, it's a journey. It's the most beautiful journey. I, he's right there with the guy for me, the guy who did uh, uh, the doc or the the movie American movie was about Mark something. I can't. Yeah, remember this his is name. the American. This is why when people. Like a uh, certain guy running for president right now says we need to shut the borders down and let li- no, we need to have open borders because we're not going to get movies like this with Americans. Americans are too self-aware. Yes, we need a ferner who gives us art, who puts a mirror up to us and shows us he thinks we're about. That's exactly what John S. Red does here. Amir Shavan. See, even Reddit had great conversations about this. I saw Amir Shavan's name pop up so many times. I was like, who the yeah. fuck are these enlightened <laughs> motherfuckers and why aren't they listening to our show? Because this is all we do is talk about how great these people are. And that's yeah. what there was another guy they threw around, uh, Vincent Vallicini or something like that. Okay, I'm not familiar with him. He went on to do like The Jungle Book or something, oh, like okay. like actual movies. But he started <laughs> out doing like the sketchiest looking Steven's Gall straight to DVD movies, like, you know, 1.2 on IMDb, shit mm. like that. So 
I got a couple other names that popped up that I might have to look into. Yeah, but today you're going to look into John S. Rad. So get ready to get radicalized. There should be quite a few different musical drops in this episode. Cause... Yeah, there will be. I might, I might break into song. That's how touched I was by this movie. God damn. We get to see the shimmy slide in effect at one point. The other shimmy slide. I think John DeHart based this shimmy slide based on a uh, scene later. He like came onto this like set in like like eighty seven or something. <laughs> you know, like, maybe he was giving him free legal advice. I didn't I think John DeHart's a lawyer. I just mean that when I saw that scene, the thing that popped in my head was shimmy slide. I'm not even sure what what scene are you talking about. Uh, Sharon undressing. Oh, because there's a shimmy and a slide. By the way, amazing casting too. Amazing. All these people look like the kind of scummy, dangerous <laughs> people I would expect to see in real life. <sighs> so, are we ready to get into this? Dude, we're so ready. All right, everybody, prepare to be radicalized in the right way with by John S. Rad's. Perfection personified dangerous man. God, we're just going to have such a fun fucking day here. Uh, we're opening up credits. What do you start about? Oh, the most romantic shot of all time. Just waves crashing. Beautiful. Yeah. Really gets you ready to think. And we just see John S. Rad, John S. Rad, John S. Rad. Every credit, John S. Rad. Right. And after we're done going through him crediting himself for 5,000 different roles, we just cut to nighttime. Got a little light hanging over a, a giant mansion-looking house. Looked we pretty big. We see a somewhat dangerous man. Maybe this is he's getting, only, us, he's getting us in the mood, the vibe of what he's trying to tell right. us. Right. He's trying to tell us about dangerous men. Here we have a shot from behind. We never see this man's face. Dark hair, dark suit, dark shoes. And we're just seeing his silhouette, like, you know, from the foot, feet down, walking. Yes, so you're very Neil-Brainish. Like, yes. Is he... Is... The, the mysterious foot character from oh. uh, what's the fucking first one we did? Fateful findings. Fateful findings, maybe. Is that this character? It could be. This is. This came out the same time. Brain was heavy. 
Breen yeah. was big in 2005. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was the year of the genius, apparently. Yeah. I don't the know. brainius, if you will. I, I don't have a Chinese calendar to know if that's one of the years that falls under Tiger, and then every 100 years you get the year of the genius. That could have been it. Same year I graduated. Let's just point that out. So we see this man, and we're like, oh, my God, this man looks dangerous. Is so this the dangerous man of the movie? And he's at the door, and he's not just putting a key in. He's fumbling with the knob. We're looking at this from 4,000 feet away on, like, a, a drone. They don't exist yet, so maybe a helicopter. Maybe he invented them. I don't know. Maybe. But we're way up there looking down on him, and he's fiddling with that door for a long time. And he finally gets in, and you see him quietly open, quietly shut. And you're like, okay, he's being in this place. Yeah. But he clearly knows exactly where he's going and what he's doing because he makes a beeline for the staircase. Climbs up the staircase. We see a door. It's slightly ajar. And we see a lady in like a nightgown sprawling. Not under the covers. She's laying on top of the, the nope. covers. Mama had a hard night. So, you know, she had a few drinks, a few pills, and she's just passed out on the bed. Well, no, it's a very... Uh... Like seductive pose. One leg is like strength out, and one leg's up. You're right. Yeah. Is this some of that consensual uh... rape fantasy? Yeah. Well, first, well, I think that's what it turns into. Because for first, I'm like, this movie's called Dangerous Men. This guy has to be a rapist, exactly. And he goes in for the the kill. He goes on top of her, and then she wakes up, and we see that this is a rape fantasy. Girl. Yeah. It's his. It's they're a couple. They're together. And we're like, who the fuck are these people? Like, these must be the main characters. <laughs> no. After this scene, we never see these characters ever again. We're assuming they're stand-ins for the couple that we meet in the yes. next scene. But these people are considerably older. The woman is. She's, like, yes. middle-aged. Yeah. And the guy, like I said, every guy in the first 10 minutes of this movie looked the same. Exactly the same. And eyebrows so, is how uh, you have to tell yeah, them apart. They're all eyebrows. <laughs> Eyebrow acting. Uh, so, wakes up. Oh, it is you, baby. Excellent. And then he pulls out a necklace for and her. And then seamlessly from that Seinfeld music, we go into this very sensual music. Oh, it is very good. Very sensual. Again, John Hart must have been somewhere nearby because the one, two of He was probably music. doing sound or something for I it. wonder if we the can Sound, get... by the way, is great in this movie, too. Yeah, it's, it is. It, you, you, can't, you can't even tell that a lot of it was done in post. It's so seamless. <laughs> Um, I wonder if we can get uh, the music license and make a record of John's few tracks that we got and this. Like, if I can make a double LP of all that music, that'd be the fucking greatest that would gift be a to the gold world. Mine. That would be, I mean, Cha-ching is all I got. To we say. would make four billion dollars, but also I'd be able to give that gift to the world. Yeah, the for a price. Of, yeah, but yes. for a price. <laughs> so they start kissing, and then he's, he's, I have a gift for you, my dear. And he pulls opens it like a jewelry box, and there's like a necklace or some shit in there. Yeah, and it's romantic. It's not his uh, wiener. No, there's not a severed <laughs> finger in there. It's a beautiful necklace, and she's like, "Oh, this is so sweet." And, and then they just we just kind of get like a wiggly waggity Scooby Doo transition, and now we're on a date with two completely different people. Who, yeah, we're like, wondering: are they supposed to be the? We don't know. I mean, remember, this movie was made over the course of 11 years. <laughs> yeah. So Maybe this, that was Dan and Mina 11 years later. We just, maybe. They just didn't age well. Oh, maybe. That's a good call. I like that call. But this is where we meet our main character for the first half of the movie. Mina 
Two year, two weeks in a row. We have characters. We had Mina Bell last week. Yeah. We got Mina this week. Very strange name. Who's got the better range? Obviously, Mina <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> she also had a face that you could look Looked at. human. I was like, yeah. oh, that looks like a person. <laughs> that looks like an alien. I don't know if you remember the Aqua Teen episode where Shake goes to Guatemala to get all the surgery. I do remember that. That's kind of what Mina Bell reminds me of. Yeah. I well, can't... that's like... that's. Almost every like every other porn star nowadays. Yeah, women, women are losing their minds. I don't know anybody who get like. As, have you ever seen any good plastic surgery? It's all bad. Uh, I, like, I imagine there is. I but guess you, you wouldn't. Don't, you don't yeah, know. you wouldn't recognize yeah. it because yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, but yeah, when you're but like to... people are like, give me that, and it's horrible. Like I, I don't want to look like. A... But it's like they're trying to hide the fact that. No, or maybe they're trying to I mean, to I don't care. People want to get plastic surgery. I don't care. It's your life. Yeah. But you don't You don't look human. Right. It's like if you're trying to hide your face from the fact that you're a porn star, or maybe... I don't know. It's insane. It's body dysmorphia. Yeah. 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 It's it's insanity. But, okay, so it's like the same women who get basketball-sized tits. Like, that's grotesque. That's not attractive at all. It makes no sense. All. It makes no sense. So, we got a couple. They're at dinner, and they're... Uh, Dan... The her, her suitor is awkwardly trying to profess his love to her. Right. Uh, your love is like a d- deep uh, ravine, and I'm a canoe for two, and I'm rowing across your bazoo. It's it's amazing. And she responds to it. I mean, I guess she sees through it. She's like, she can see he's, he's trying. That's right. And they end the night macking out on a beach. Maybe under the table he was touching her kneecaps while he was doing all that. Yeah, maybe. So they're making out on the beach. They're a loving couple. They love each other. Cut to a liquor store. Sweet new music. More, three songs. We're like 10 minutes in this movie. Three we're like songs. five minutes in this movie. I mean, <laughs> we're only five it minutes. Feels in. like remember it's an oh, hour yeah, and twenty right. minutes. We're five paragraphs in is when yeah. we get to the fourteen minute mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh my god. So there is a robbery happening. I'm like, is that Dan robbing the store so he can make money to get her a necklace? I same he, thought because he looked. I don't even know. I'm like. I'm saying Dan because I learned his name's Dan like five minutes later. Right. I'm like, is that 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 guy from the first scene? All the same. All guys with like dark hair. Yep. Nondescript looking guys with dark hair. Like it's always the same length too. Same haircuts. Yeah. It's like the same barber cut their hair before. (laughs) I'm John S. Rad probably cut their hair too. He did hair and makeup. (laughs) He wishes he had that hair because John, of course, is bald. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so crazy. But you know, anytime you're doing a movie, '70s era. 80s era, 90s era, you got to have a liquor store robbery. Yeah. You have to. And so this is it. Because we are introducing our cop character. We gotta need to show him in action. And the way they do this is by showing a random street corner that Dan just happens to be hanging. David? David. David. David just happens to be there. We don't know David. Not at all. I thought it was Dan. I thought it was Dan, too. I Somehow I thought the cop was Dan, and yet the robber was Dan. Yes. <laughs> they look so alike. I thought he was doing some more. Look, the first scene, two characters that are never seen again in the movie, followed by Mina and Dan. The second scene, a guy who looks like who's soon to be known as David, and then a guy who looks like David. Uh, yeah. What kind of subterfuge is happening here? Maybe anyway. he's maybe he's making a <laughs> statement about racism because they're Asian people running the store, and the 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 the, the common racist saying is they all, they look, all the look the same. same. To me. 
Murray. He's, saying, he's flipping the script. Oh. And it's like, all you honkies look the same. Holy shit, Murray. God damn. Well, this I don't this is why to, he's a misunderstood genius. I don't have to worry about my house ever being a cold again, because that hot take. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to interpret the genius of John S. Rad. All right. That's the point of this month. So we got a robbery in the making. They're stealing the money, of course. We've got our man, our lead man who looks like David. We'll call him Uzi. Well, first, we have the wife. I'm assuming the wife of the proprietor, the Asian woman. She is out back, like, stocking the shelves or something. She notices it. Right. So she's going to take shit, like, into her own hands. So she's like, hey, stop. So Uzi's got a lackey. Uzi... Again, has an Uzi, so that's why his name. Uh, he's got the money already, hangs it off to his lackey, and so his lackey's just like going over to check out the frosted mini wheats or something. He's just kind of fucking around in the back. And yeah, that's when wifey here. Yeah, she's like, stop. Give me my money back. And then she, of course, she, like I said, we're playing around with stereotypes. So obviously she's Asian. She knows martial arts. So right. she attacks him and beats the shit out of Lackey. Incredible. This woman does the hip toss. She does the fucking roundhouse. She drops an elbow. I saw a claw in there. She dropped the people's elbow. She dropped the people's elbow. And you know, Uzi finally catches wind of what's happening because his buddy's finally calling out like, ah, I'm in hurt. I'm in danger. Well, Uzi did tell the shopkeeper, I'm going to be outside, and if you call the cops, I'm going to kill you. Well, <laughs> first he shoots his wife. <laughs> shoots his wife. Great death scene. She just clutches her chest like we would do when we were little kids playing Great cops shot and scene. When you think of an Uzi, what do you think of? Like, what I kind of rate of fire? I think of one shot per, like, five seconds. Ex yeah. One yeah. shot, not one a spray pull. of bullets. Not, that, not a spray of bullets. No, exactly. Boom. So you get the a rifle sound effect. One bullet, uh, you know, protrudes from this Uzi. One bullet is all you need. All he needed. Maybe he only had like five. Maybe, like you said, great death scene by the yeah. wife here. She, yeah. oh my god, clutches her chest, falls over. Blood, blood packets everywhere. Look no like, blood packets nowhere. She just literally falls oh, you're over. Right. There was no blood. And then she, no, when she's laying on the ground, there's a little blood trickling, trickling out of her out mouth. Of her mouth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this is on Tubi, if you want to watch it. Oh, it's it. on Tubi, too? Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's okay. available. Tubi, YouTube, whatever Tubi you want to Ugh. choosey. So now he's telling the, you know, hey, I'll plug you just like I plugged your old lady. Give me 10 minutes, and then you can call the cops. And that's when David, our hero, who I'm like, wait, is that the Uzi guy? Yeah. No, it's David. Right. Stop the police. And is he just, I don't even remember what happens. Did you just shoot Uzi? I don't remember either. I blacked out here. Yeah. I guess he just shot him. I imagine he did. I think he took him in. Shoots Uzi and then captures the accomplice. Okay. I know that because you wrote it in the notes. So, yeah. So he's not a, he's, he's not a totally reckless cop because he only kills one of the guys. And he was standing his ground. So it, it's a clean kill. Right. All right, Murray, now we're cutting back over because we've got other stories to we're tell. We're back to Dan and Mina's story. Right. Or I'm thinking, is this guy the cop, Dan? So I'm like, <laughs> you know, so no, Dan's, Dan's the brother of David the cop. That's right. We learned this just now. So Mina and her father, who was about three years older than her, the actor. Right. They didn't even, like, at least in, like, 
uh, Miami Connection. They put a little talcum powder in the guy's hair that yes. was playing the dad. Yeah, anything. Try to age this man up. They He's had a beard. That's the best they could do. Yeah, that's all they did here. Uh, and they're coming over. This is Mina's dad. They're very old-fashioned. I cannot tell. Is Mina supposed to be like 18, 19, 20? Mm, like still know. living at home? I think so, yes. That's what I gathered. Yeah. Okay. And so she's bringing this sweet new boyfriend over, or apparently they've been dating for a little they've while. They've been dating here. for a while, yeah. Okay. And she, he, they got to get the blessing. Right, guys. Blessing of the father. They're old-fashioned that way. Right. And he's just like, you have my blessing. Again, remember, this is John coming over and learning about the American tradition of asking the well, father. Well, this is I, this is a very, I would think, well, we learn, well, when we get to the story about his daughter, we'll learn that, that this is like very old-fashioned way of thinking. I mean, oh, okay. This isn't just American. This is very, oh, okay. I would think, Iranian, too. Probably. But yes, you have to get the permission of the father before you take the daughter's hand in marriage. And he accepts. He's like, Dan is perfect. I love you two together. <laughs> That's it. So Dan is excited. He's got to call up his brother, David. David the cop. David the cop. So David's there. He's at a convention, apparently. I don't is know. Is that what he said? Yes. Something like that. Okay. Like He's like out of town because... <laughs> oh right, he was he was uh, on his vacation. Yeah, and he was like, "I can extend my vacation." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because this, I think this takes place in L.A. Yeah, I think and so. And so, great, I'll be there, bro. You know, of course I'll be there. I'll get an extra two weeks off because I want to be able to help you plan out your wedding. Right. So I right. love Mina. She's my favorite. So now we're like, all right, they're two different guys. He's Dan, he's David. Now he finally figured it out. Right. All right. So now, next day, Dan and Mina heading out for a nice romantic cruise down the fucking California coast. That's the Pacific Coast Highway. Right. You see fucking uh, Reb in his uh, action van going over the cliff I side. saw the kids from Massacre at Central High frolicking naked. That's right. Paragliding or hang Parag- gliding, whatever the fuck they were yeah, doing. I don't know the difference, yeah. I think paraglides when they pull it by the bow, but I could oh, be wrong. Oh yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's just a it's your normal California. regular California day. That's right. And so they head down to the beach. It's just again, just let the fucking shore, let that ocean air into their lungs. They've got so much love clogging up their vision. You got to clear it a little bit out. Right. You got to still stay focused on the prize at hand. Speaking of staying focused on a prize, two middle-aged bikers, pretty much what real life bikers look like yeah you know in the movies they're like young badass like stone cold yeah they go back to the 50s and that whole now like, it's like your uh your your, uh, your stepdad doug <laughs> basically uh it's, it's like a fucking 50 year old bald guy fat <laughs> and his buddies his buddy's name is scooter yes i don't believe this guy has a name no. mina just starts calling him tiger so he's Tiger. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you notice that she just start like, they, they were never introduced. She starts calling him Tiger. Right. You know, I didn't even think about that. So, no. yeah. So Scooter and Tiger. Tiger's obviously in charge. Right. Scooter's been complaining this whole time. Oh, we've just been riding. We need some action. We need some good fun. And they pull her on the side of the road, and Scooter leans, or Tiger leans over and goes, Hey, I think our luck's finally about to change. And they look down, and there's our sweet couple just sitting there. So they head down to the beach. 
They wait. They're going to cut them off as they try to get back up to the well, vehicle. first they're like just like like sunning themselves, like Tiger and Scooter. They're just like laying on the beach. Yeah. And then they get up to like fuck with them. Like the, now's the time to fuck with them. They said in the movie, they said <laughs> this was a perfect idea to wait here because they there's only one way back up. By to the, the way, logic in this movie seamless. John <laughs> S. Rad covers all bases. So uh so uh, Mina and uh, and Dan are like on the beat, like on the rocks, enjoying that. And they decide, okay, it's time to get off the rocks and go back to our car. So they're walking along the beach, and this is where Scooter and Tiger make their move. It's classic move, you know. They're gonna do the uh, classic high school bully thing. Hey man, your girl's pretty hot here. Hey baby, why did you get with the fucking hero and ditch the loser? And Mina's like, get lost. Dan, immediately, I'm going to break your fucking neck. He goes straight for it. Well, no, fucking Mina f- fight, uh, pipes up first. She's the yeah, one like, I says, will take you guys out. I will own you. I will break your kneecaps. I will tear your testicles off. And then a few minutes later, Dan finally pipes up after the guys have pushed him around a little bit. What about you, little pipsqueak? What are you going to do? I'll rip your fucking neck off. I'll eat your blood. I'll chew your teeth. I'll break your neck. Bikers just laugh it off as you would. Right. They let Mina and Dan walk away. Right. And Mina's like, All sense we, of security. Should, we should fucking run. Yeah. And, and He's like, they, no, no. If you show, if you run, you're showing fear and they will attack. It's, right. like, it's like a dog. You don't run from a dog. I was just going to say, it's like a dog. You got yeah. to stay cool and calm in the moment. Very cool. Very calm. So that's when they pounce. So Tiger grabs Mina, takes her away to rape her, assuming. By the way. They have a there's, huddle. There's, there's, a, there's a multiple attempted sexual assaults. There are no sexual assaults in this movie. Yes. So I'm sorry if I got someone excited no. last week when I alluded there was going to be sexual assaults. I will beg to differ on that one. We'll get well, there. I beg to differ, though. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember that. So he's... Oh, actually, no. No, those aren't really... Yeah. Yeah. It's attempted okay. sexual assaults. Yeah. There's a, a lot of ugly scenes. If this isn't your well, scene... Well, this is a movie called Dangerous Men. We got to show how dangerous they are. It's your... Te- I mean, Yeah. It weighed heavy on everybody. The whole theme of this movie is all men deep down are sexual predators, and you must be be aware of that. And the greatest telling of this was uh, a character we'll get to. John does a good job of setting up the range of men. Yeah. Well, that's who the thing. End up being exactly. dangerous. All men are dangerous. Right. It's not Innoc- just bikers. Innocent looking men. Right. Rich looking. Given men. the opportunity. Yeah. Any man will try to rape you. Any man. So just fucking always be on the look. So, yeah. So, um. They so, catch up with them. So, uh, Oh, yeah. They huddle Tiger up. Tiger grabs. They huddle up. All right. You get the guy. I'll fuck the woman. And then maybe I'll give you sloppy seconds. Break. This sounds good to me. So, so uh, uh, Tiger grabs Mina, hauls her off. Right. Dan immediately beats the shit out of Scooter. Yes. Scooter is not Incredible. Bad. I was like, wait, where is this movie going? He's got Scooter pinned on the ground, strangling him. <laughs> strangling, bashing him, <laughs> ragdolling him, just fucking going to town. Dan has forgotten about his girlfriend because the bloodlust in him <laughs> is being unleashed. Kills him. Strangles Scooter to death. Right. And he gets out one gargle, and that's what alerts Tiger. Oh, my friend's dying. <laughs> no, he's like, I got to check this out. He slaps the shit out of Mina. He fucking her, yeah. sells it like Shawn Michaels over the top turnbuckle. Goes up to uh, to Dan. 
That was my only friend! You killed my only friend! Stabs him. Stabs him in the gut. Leaves him to check his friend's pulse and comes back over to kill him some more and goes, I can't kill you anymore. You're already dead. Fuck. So. Mina's distraught for about a count of three. Yeah. Tiger's ready to leave. Yeah. And he starts walking off. He killed his boner, man. Seeing his friend die. Right. And Mina's just like, wait, are you going to leave me here behind? I was, I'm free now. And then a great song just starts playing. Can we hear a little bit of that song? The mood immediately changes. She's like, you're right. I need to drop that zero and get with the hero, Tiger. She starts calling him Tiger. So, and he's like, what? Even he's like, you know, I just killed your boyfriend. You We're know? fading to black and she's going, hey, slow down. I'm trying to keep up with you here. He's trying to walk <laughs> off on her. He's so distraught. Like... <laughs> This is kind of interesting that it's like, yeah, they're brutal people and they were trying to do something heinous, but it's like his friendship to this man was, <laughs> it was so, his only friend. He said so, it. Even in the biker gang, he's like, yeah, those are my gang members. <laughs> this is my friend. He was so distraught. His whole intent of raping this woman is just gone. He's just like, he's changed. He's seen the light. I'm willing to believe Tiger's going to change completely. But Mina's like, hey, where you going? I'm finally free. I want a real man. I can't wait. I can tell there's something happening down there. And he's like, well, how about I take you out to dinner? So they go to, I, okay. It looks like they check into a hotel they, and they go they, to the hotel's restaurant. Yes. Okay. That's what they do. And he, and before, like, after they check in, make sure we get a wake-up call at 5 a.m. Oh, he said that? Yes. That plays into it later on. Oh, interesting. And then he's like, come on, babe, let's get some grub. So then they go to the restaurant, and they're having a nice steak dinner. Right, of course. They had the fucking tomato, the salad, the leaf. They had a Black Caesar salad. Black Caesar salad. This this hotel is known for their Black Caesar salad. You see how well Tiger's trading her? Steak, Black Caesar salad, Pepsi Cola, and a beer. We officially don't know if he was going to rape her. Maybe he was just trying to talk her into dropping that zero and getting with this hero. Right. Maybe. It was a misunderstanding for all we know. It could have been a misunderstanding. And so it's like she's playing it up because she's obviously wanting to get her revenge on this guy. Right. So she's a false sense of security. The waitress walks away. She realizes this is my moment to talk where it's not awkward where the fucking person comes in and interrupts your conversation. So she's like, you know, Tiger. You really turned me on. Yeah, you turned me on too. <laughs> and then she goes for her plate and fumbled. Oops, clumsy me. Drops her plate. But that's a ruse so she can grab a steak knife and palm it. Oh, I did not even yes. notice the fucking. You see, I'm a big fan of Penn and Teller. I watch all their specials, and I didn't even know that. That's why the that movie The Prestige is so good to me. Yeah. And. He's like, ah, you dumb broad. Come on, let's go back to the bedroom. Fuck. So they go back. Yep. Mina, she announces, 
I've got to take a shower. I want to be as sweet as a piece of cake for you. Piece of cake for you. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, that translation, I pussy stank, so I got to clean up. So he's like, all right, babe, I'll get undressed. So he strips down to his tidy whities <laughs> This man, he has no shame whatsoever. He got down to those tidy whities quick. Yeah. And... I mean, he's got nothing to show. He's a middle-aged, 50-year-old man. He's not in the worst shape, but he's not in good shape. And he's so turned on, he pulls out the knife he stabbed Dan with and starts licking it. You're right. He did. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Mina comes out with a towel wrapped around her. And she's got some demands, Griff. Right. Notice that she did not shower. Let's point no, that she out. Did not. She ran. Well, she with... might have taken a hooker shower and just she might have. The pits in the crotch. She, but your she, hair is dry. She, John does a point, and we got to bring this up because, again, this is like Lynch. Why did they do this? She turns on the tub to simulate she's taking a shower, but then she just, she her hair's not wet. It's perfectly dry. It's perfectly Jerry Seinfeld at this point. Yeah, perfectly 80s hair. Yeah. Ugh. It's a, yeah, it's weird. She's got a towel and she's got some demands. She's like, sit down. Before we do anything, you gotta start tickling my knees and then lick my belly button. All right. Tickle and then lick. Tiger's into it, man. Yeah. So he- this is we this obviously is John S. Rad's fetish. Knee tickling because knee molestation happens again in this movie. Yes, knees are constantly being tickled and protruded on. It's it's incredible. But the other thing that we're gonna get to here, I wonder if he's projecting a bit. So we'll get we'll get there. That's what the greatest artists do. They project their own fears and you know. So she walks up. Tiger agrees to it. That was a nice job of putting the piano. When he was tickling her knees, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. he's he got it when he got over. I thought a master of sound. He he got to see some cartoons. He got to understand the foley work and how you yeah. tell the story through the music. Sometimes, because because the music that is about to take place here is that opening song we use. So he's going to town on that belly button. He's working it. And she's loving it. And Loving it. She's disgusted. We see that this was a ruse. We, well, we start with just the back and her tits. And it sound, you know, she's giving off the perception that she's loving it. Yeah. And then the camera slowly crawls up and you can see her rolling her eyes. And she's so disgusted with herself. And then we work down the back of her head. This is a great shot. And we slowly go down Panning to what down. everybody, you know, she said she was going to be as sweet as a cake. And we both enjoy <laughs> a nice slice of cake. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you cut a piece of cake, Griff? Well, Murray, I like to use a steak knife. So does she. Because she has a, that knife clenched between her butt cheeks. <laughs> a butt sheath, if you will. <laughs> and a very careful little edit here magics the knife back into it. Did you notice that cut? And goes full Norman Bates. It's like stabbing the shit out. All to that opening refrain, the Seinfeld boop, 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 boop. She is stabbing. Blood is everywhere. It's coating the room. It's, oh my God, it's Did you actually think I'd let you get away with killing the most important thing in my life? You're dead wrong. And then she vows to kill every man on the planet. Every dangerous man. So here's where I think the projection is. I think 
John S. Red is terrified of being on his knees, going down on a woman. A lot of guys are scared of going down on a woman. I know they're scared of that. Yeah. Are they scared of getting stabbed in the back? Stabbed in the back while doing a great deed for somebody. I don't know. We'll never know because it it left the world with John S. Red. Unless unless it comes up in that fucking interview documentary that supposedly exists. I need it. Well, apparently a lot of things supposedly exist. John S. Yeah. Rad in an interview claimed he did many award-winning movies in yeah. Iran, and he did two other films in America. There's no record of any of this stuff yeah. existing. Friends, if you got any any information on this, any leads, let us know. Let Murray know, because yeah. that's really the way. So, uh, so then later in the day, she sneaks out of the hotel. Right. The front desk guy's like crying. He's got that 5 o'clock wake-up call. That, okay. He goes to like I guess the maid, and he's like, "Hey, I've been trying to get a hold of like room twelve fifteen. Can you like knock on the door see what you wake them up because you're not picking up." Mm-hmm. So then she goes and checks, opens up, and we see Tiger sprawled out, right. bloody dead. Very calmly, we go back to the hotel keeper, and he 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 calls it in. So we get some connection there. So Mina, she's she doesn't know how to drive a motorcycle, so she's shit out of luck. Right. So she's got to hitch a ride. Right. This is the era to be hitching, though, and when you're an attractive young woman, people got to pick you up. And we get a nice, respectable man. We think. Okay. Th- this whole scene is very interesting too, because he's driving just like uh, a working truck. Because trucks back then they weren't like F one fifties today. No. You know, not we actually every- people who own trucks actually. Did construction or Construction yeah. Anything that would be Require a truck, a truck yeah. yeah This man is in a suit And tie He's got yeah. the fucking Perfect hair With a little bit of Graying in yeah, there scrawny Middle aged man Salt and pepper I, For a minute If you look up John S. Rad, That picture shows up For a second I thought Is that John S. Rad? Oh, it is not John no, S. Not Rad. us Okay Yeah so picked him up, and I was just like, "Wow!" Englishman every- on top of it, he's not even he- American. I know. I was about to call him Tex because of the mustache, and then I'm glad I didn't. I just called him Stash in the notes because this guy doesn't have a name. Yeah, we'll most most people in this movie don't have names. Hey, it can be John. Even characters that have John. names don't have names in the credits. Yeah, that's what you get when you go look at IMDb. Yeah, I was like, "How is there no names?" Like, yeah. and that's when like I said, David is. Private de- or detective. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I panic texted you. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Is there seriously no names? How am I going to do this? Um, Anyways. So this is this, there's no way. This guy's a dangerous man. He looks totally non-dangerous. I mean, Mina is so- Story over with. She got her revenge. She's going to drive her back home to dad's place. Right. End of movie. Right. She'll tell dad. Dad will get her into therapy. She'll talk through it. She's very young, and she'll she'll somehow, get over it, yeah. you know, move on. It's not about getting over it. It's about you know accepting. No, it is. You need to get over. Moving it. on. Same thing. And so he picks her up, and they start driving. Right. And she's exhausted. She just spent a whole night murdering. She might ch- chop the body up. You know, she's gonna try to dispose of it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so she falls asleep. Right. Well, again, the the John I think is trying to say to us. This man, this old man, is so trusting that yeah. even Mina, who is uh, vowed to kill all men, is so at ease, so feels so safe around him that she falls asleep. And she doesn't fall asleep on the door. She leans to the middle of the truck so she her head could fall on it. He's like a fatherly figure. All right. So and he's wearing a suit and tie. And he's got a British accent. You and, can trust this guy. 
and he's got a British accent. You see, oh. even fucking Iranians who came over to America realized that women are fools for people with accents. English or American yeah. women are fools yeah. for people with accents. Specifically English, but yes, other ones. Yeah, well. yeah. But yeah. Uh, so she's sleeping, and we're getting into some dream sequences. Very interesting. Oh man! So we we have like a little bit of that dad blessing them scene. Yeah, we're think we're like going okay. So this is just her remembering back to Dan. Dan. Yeah, and then we get the scene. Oh my God, Murray! Dad is, oh. is sitting on one of those weird like eighties. I think it's Pigeon like the, had one of those chairs. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, how do you It's like a it? bamboo chair. It's very, yeah. it, you know, it's just got the frame and then a couple posts in between and it's the cushion. Very ridiculous because you have, to, or you have to lay in it. You can't, like, sit in it unless you're sitting on the edge. Right. And he was, in fact, sitting awkwardly on that edge. Reading the book, probably the Bible. Reading the index to the Bible. He's got two pages, <laughs> you know, open into this large hardcover book. And you see Mina. 20-year-old Mina, not not 5-year-old Mina, no. crawling across the floor, sneaking up on Dad. John, I have so many questions. You know what? Next week, tippy-tap, we're getting out the Ouija board, and we're talking to John S. Rad live. We'll have time, because the next movie we're doing, not a lot happens. Okay. But she sneaks up on him, and then flips the book closed and goes, meow! Now? Meow? What do kids say again? What? She's wearing high heels, a weird white dress, and she's got her hair done up because this is the day Dan is over. <laughs> this is literally the day they asked for the blessing. At some point in this evening, Dan was somewhere. Dad was here. She gets on her knees, crawls to Dad, and then I think she says, I'm going to cook everybody dinner now. That's the next scene. They're, the they're next all scene. sitting together, and she's like, I think I'm going to cook dinner. And like that would be great. And then... While she's doing that stash, the dangerous man comes out inside him. He's, and he's just he's just like inner monologue. Yeah, he's like he's going to Dune Land. He's like, um, I why am I why am I not? He's trying to talk himself into raping her. Yes. He's just like this doesn't happen to me regularly. A, an attractive woman in my car. I why aren't I, why aren't I raping her? <laughs> And it was like, it's so bizarre because he's literally trying to talk himself into sexually assaulting this woman. He's like, she's just too hot not to fuck. God, John projecting that you should never leave an attractive woman with any man ever. They're always asking for it, apparently, is what, in in, in Mustachio's mind. Right, because he she is not dressed particularly. She's causing him to be this. He's, he's actually trying to give himself permission to rape. Right. And so he's talking to God. He's like, look, God. You gave me a gift. This is a, he literally says, this is a gift from Your God. gift. Your big <laughs> black gift. What was that? Black shampoo? Samurai Cop. Oh, Samurai Cop. Another Cubs. great Iranian filmmaker. Yeah, there we go. So he drives off road. Every, they're like out in the desert, and he drives off road. Right. She comes to, he grabs, no, you know, he goes to the glove box first. Okay, he does. I yeah. thought. Okay, I thought he had it underneath. I uh, went, I underneath went, the uh, like oh, where we where all Americans keep our keys. Yeah, I thought maybe English people keep their guns. It could have been the visor, visor too, yeah. but yeah, he takes her off road. They go into the middle of nowhere. Great, sh- great shot, by the way. Yeah. I love seeing the scenery here. I, I, I was eating it up. Uh great, great plant uh, culture going on here, and yeah. 
pulls her over. Mina's still dead asleep, even though they've been going around. Again, this is when they made trucks to traverse this kind of thing. I bet if you took a modern F-150 out there, it would fall apart and just yeah. tip over Axel and burn up. Yeah. Axle would snap, exactly. And so gets her out there, and I thought he went straight for a tip, but no, he grabs a gun first. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because he is an old man after yeah, all. His frail old man. Frail old man. And then he starts reaching under the top and trying to get some of that bosom. She's like, and then she starts fighting with him. What about your wife and family? I thought you were decent. This has nothing to do with being decent. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to make me. And then she's like, you know what? You're right. Whoa, 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 Tiger, slow down. Tiger. Why, so, so she's like, I'm into it. But why don't you climb over? Why don't we switch places so the steering wheel doesn't get in the way? Come on. I'm going to do things that are incredible. You're going to be blown away. You're going to be blown off. But that's Really? You're into me? Yeah. So she's like, yeah, take off your clothes. So he starts taking off his clothes. And all this time, he's got a gun shoved into her face. Yeah. He strips down to his boxers. He's one person not wearing tidy whities in this movie. Yeah, and Mina doing a great job here. She's touching up his nipples and down yeah. his side. Because he straddles her. So she's in the yes. passenger seat. He's straddling her. They're face-to-face. Correct. And then she pulls out that trusty sweet steak knife, grabs well, his dick. Hey, you're not going to hold that gun to my face this whole time, are you, while we're making love? See, again, that word excuses what he's doing. Exactly. And she's asking for it, literally. Yeah. So he's like, all is good. Right, so he's like, well, where do I put it? Oh, wait, I'll throw it out the window. No, he puts it on the dashboard. Oh, he put it on the dashboard? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she whips out the knife, and because he's got the boxer shorts, they got the pee hole. So she grabs his dick, puts the knife to it. I'll cut this thing off, you motherfucker. Oh, please don't. And then then she grabs, and then she's like, get out. And he gets out, and then she grabs the gun off the dashboard. Oh, yes. And then she's like, Take off your drawers. What? what? You said that. Well, I said a lot of things, but start. Give me the. Give me the shorts. And start moving fast. And he, she even fires a bullet off in the air to emphasize her point. He strips naked, and she just takes off and leaves him. So we're thinking. He even took his socks and shoes off. Yes, he was he completely did. naked. Yes, he did. Yeah. That is a good man. Take your socks and shoes off while having sex. So we get. For the next five minutes. You would think we're done with this character. Yes. You would think. No. I remember the first time I watched <laughs> this, I, I I look over and I'm like, oh, that was a weird scene. Wait, we're f- we're following this character? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Well, that's the thing. He takes you on a ride. You're like, you don't know who the main character is in this movie. Right. It changes from scene to scene. It feels like a... So like, I'm waiting for him to... Maybe get picked up by some dangerous men. Yeah, and then he gets raped. I who knows? Yeah, you know what? That could have been it because it's like we don't know what John's all about. John S. Red, that is. Like, what? Where is he at here? Why are we following him? Because obviously, John is trying to tell us something. What? What the? Mind no of, one is safe from dangerous men. Yeah, what the mind of a rapist is, because yeah. he's going around and he looks. He starts acting like a character out of a bed sitting room, room bed, room sitting bed. I, I, I can't remember the wor- way that movie went because he's out there and he starts like, well, I should just go ahead and have a dance then. Right. He's like, make the bows. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. So he's walking around. He's got a branch covering his crotch and his butt. And then he starts going, dun, 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 
dun dun starts dancing. I mean, I guess. I would have liked know? to know what Joe Coleman's dad thinks about this scene <laughs> because there is a lot of uh, dick silhouette happening. He's way in the background of the shot, so it's like you can't see a lot that's happening. But uh, other thing about John S. Red. We see lady tits, we see lady butts, we see men butts. We saw Lady Bush for a brief second. That's right, we see oh. Lady Bush. Yeah. We uh, got all the nudity in here. This is a this is John naked. He's telling us everything about John. He's bearing his soul. And so the guy, he's just literally five minutes of this guy wandering naked out in the desert land. Muttering to himself. I haven't seen genius like this since uh, uh you know what? It was around the same time. Space goes coast to coast in an episode of uh, Space Goes Crawling for 12 minutes. Right. Yeah. Maybe something that inspired that. It might have. Back to Mina. She pulls over. She starts crying. She starts remembering all the craziness that's happened in the past 24 hours. Stabbing fucking Tiger again. Oh, man. Dan Me- being killed. Mina's crying is awful, too. <laughs> Acting. Back to Stash. Yeah, we're going back to Stash. We're not <laughs> done with Stash's story. When we went back to him, I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? And this is where he's contemplating, like, I'm a family man. Everybody depends on me. What well, no, he finally gets some regrets. He's like, you know what? She should have cut my dick off. I deserved it. He's, he's, he's probably the, the, for the only man who's not a rapist in this movie that is like, that was bad. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done that. I got what I deserve. Right. Yeah. So, But then he's like, how am I going to explain this to my fucking wife and kids? Oh. I'm naked out in the middle of the desert. I will just say I picked up this uh, woman who was in distress, <laughs> and she pulled a gun on me. She was a sex maniac. She to- she raped me. That Yeah, that that's a great idea. Why are you saying that he finally finds a road? And he's like, he's like all right, perfect story. Right. Seamless. Woman raped me. Right. <laughs> Scrawny-ass old guy. Right. Well, uh, there you go, scrawny ass old guy, vulnerable. All right, why is he got a gun in his car? That's a question. His family he's in America. Be. That's why. That's a good point. He's a Brit in America. He heard right. that David Bowie song. I'm afraid of Americans, and he said, "I'm buying myself a fucking gun." As he's finally found the perfect excuse, a van rolls up, and we're like, "All right, turn around, it's fair play. These guys are going to rape him. That's what's going to happen." Right. He's cheering. Oh, oh, good boys, come by, come by, help me. The van pulls over and they just start throwing trash at and him and laughing at him. And then these take. Hey off. man, are you fucking that bush? I don't know if you caught that. That was what the one guy <laughs> said. Are you fucking that bush? Wow, what a turn of phrase! What a turn of phrase! And then they just peel out, make him eat dust, take off, and then that's it. We never see mustache okay, again. Okay, we promise everybody. We're done with yeah. the stash. He got eight minutes of screen time, and that is seven minutes too long. <laughs> All right, now Mina returns home finally, and Dad is waiting there. He she tells everything. He understands. She's like, he's. Does, does she ask for it? He just give her. So what she does is she says, "I need you to accept that I just need to go wherever the road <laughs> takes me." All right, she's got she's got his hand in both of her hands. She's full Paul Kersey now. And she's, she's like, "I have a death wish," and she's saying, "I need to go out wherever the road takes me, wherever life's gonna take me. Life is a highway. I'm gonna ride it all night long. I just need you to accept that." And she's kissing his hand. Yeah. And then he he pulls her in for the hug and goes, "Yeah, okay, you do that." <laughs> also, and. We're looking at like their entertainment center. 
and he just goes into a drawer in the entertainment center and you know comes back her with her savings account card. This is your savings account password, <laughs> is what he calls it. <laughs> so it's like an ATM card, I guess. Right. And he hands it over to her. Yeah. And then the next scene, she's walking out to the sidewalk. Perfect. We see it right out of her designer jeans or Calvin right. Klein's. That's, That's right. So it's like seamless. He right. covers all bases. And, and she waves to her father. And then she just starts walking away from the camera down like the perfect suburb sidewalk. And then she gets into a little half jog that just creeps me the fuck out. I don't know why. It creeps me out. All right. Now we're back. David, who is the brother of the murdered Dan. Well, first of all, we never hear about Dan for the rest of the movie. Yes. We no. hear about him only in the uh, perspective of David should not be investigating his brother's murder. His name is dead. So David is talking with Officer Blackman. That's not his name. That's his. That's who he is. He's a black man who's a cop. Okay. Not given a name. I gave him. I gave him the name, and he's in in the notes as Officer Babe because one character he talks to, his girlfriend, <laughs> course calls him Babe. So I just call him Officer Babe. All right. Well, Officer Babe is like, look, David. I'm going to find Mina. Because Mina still hasn't been found. I've, I mean, I guess Dad's, like, not talking to the cops. Right. And so, okay, that's the end of that. Mina walks into a car rental place. She needs to, she, wherever she may roam, she needs a car to do that. Yeah, that's right. There's no public transportation. This is America. It's America for fuck's sake. <laughs> you might have a little bit of bus travel in uh, California. A little yeah. bit. But this is also. I, I, well, of course I they even... do. Speed. Oh my god! Of course they do. I, I was just gonna say I don't know what fucking but it, year this is. But yeah, the thing is, crime doesn't follow a bus schedule, Griff. She needs <laughs> is to that be the tagline for speed. Yeah, she <laughs> needs to be able to kill at will anytime she can. Yeah. So she can't be. Even though Paul Kersey used the bus in L.A. in Death Wish too. Yeah, he did. Eh, well, she's not as sophisticated as Paul Kersey. No, she. So really isn't. she needs a car, and she's I, apparently she must be twenty six, Griff, because then she has to be twenty six to rent a car. Shit, you have to be like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. So the guy, uh, the car rental guy, worked on the movie. Paul, uh, not Paul, John S. Rad was like, "You're perfect for this role." <laughs> In fact, I don't want to pay anybody either, but you're perfect. So he gave this guy the role, and he was perfect. He, he smiled. Said, he said, "Here's your keys." I just need you to sign these forms. And she's like, I love consent forms. All right. Now it gets weird. Officer Bay. (laughs) Yes. After the fucking stash scene, now it gets weird. Yes. Because this must be the record for quickest sex scene ever in the history of movies. We talk about (laughs) how Danzig stretches scenes out, not John S. Red. He's got a lot to tell and a minimum of time to do it. So there's too much story. There's no story in Death Rider. Yeah. Too much story. Oh, in yeah. This one. Yeah. There's two stories. When Murray, you know, told me there was so much music, I finished the movie. I texted him, Oh my God, Danzig needs to collaborate with John S. Rad. John can do the music, punch up the script. And then Murray told me, I'm sorry, John S. Rad is dead. That doesn't mean that Danzig, it's probably a public domain movie by now. Danzig could get the music Dude, and use it. He could. Put a little goth synth hey, on top I of that. To that. I listened to that synth uh, record Danzig did. Black Aria? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not bad. Uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like fucking recommendable. It but beats total silence. It beats total silence. Yeah. It could have been an ominous track in the background of so many scenes. All right. So Officer Babe is on the phone with his girlfriend. This is to show how committed he is to his job as a cop. Right. 
she's like in like some lingerie at home, like I lay on the bed. Right. And she's like, babe, when are you coming home? It's my vacation. We have not seen each other once. I thought we were going to spend this whole time together. Give me one day. Please give me one day. I can't. I'm on this case. Don't you understand? I'm a cop. I, my hours are all over the place. I could be here or there. And then she's, huh, and like hangs up and then the, dramatically like f- like falls on the bed. And starts pounding her fist into the mattress, pouting. And then immediately a cut to them fucking on the bed. <laughs> Horrible body on this woman, by the way. But I guess she would get naked, so they're like, okay. And it's like literally three to five seconds. Yeah. You just see him on top of her. Got that music, and then cut away. Did you notice? No sheets on that bed. What's he saying about that? Because remember the first know. scene, the woman is lying on top of the sheets. You're right. And now they're because they didn't want to stain the sheets. I don't know. What is, that is. is it the the the, the aspect of a, a fulfilling relationship, a successful relationships, always on the sheets? I think there's no sheets because they're going to do anal. <laughs> they don't want to get. That's yeah. even worse. You can put sheets <laughs> into the wash, Murray. <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying okay, that's... Okay. Hey, love doesn't make sense. Back to Mina. She's out, Paul Kersey style, prowling the streets, and she finds a prostitute. And we're like, oh my God, is she going to become a killer now? Right. <laughs> prostitute, first of all, great acting with this prostitute yes. character. 10 out of 10, heart of gold, love this character. Takes her to a row to like a hotel room. Right. I think she has... She's no. in this, Mina's living in this hotel room. Yeah, I think it's the same like hotel room that Paul Kersey had. Remember, he had that like room where he kept his guns. Yes, it was like twenty five cents a day or yes. some shit. You're dead. Probably up. the same flop house. Right yep. down the, the the first floor is the fucking uh, church. You yep. know, the, they're gonna talk shop after you know. Uh, you know every night they actually have a whiskey and talk. You know what? That's gonna be the first Golden Globe production movie, Merman production movie, is uh, Paul Kersey meeting this woman and they talk about killing people. So the, the process is, she's like, "All right, you want me to go down and." you you want to go down on me she's already got her top off water by the sports way. what are you into and oh my god this is mina at her peak jerry side what no what why would you believe that i was just gonna pour you a bowl of cereal and talk to you about superman i want to pick your mind what made you become a prostitute what do you fear and she's like oh you mean this isn't wait do you want me to eat your pussy <laughs> no it's a misunderstanding Tell me what you fear. And, and then she, amazing scene. It's like it's like a soliloquy out of Shakespeare. She like goes off. The lights get dark. There's just a spotlight on the prostitute. That's right. And she's like, what do I fear? Star, Star Trek. What do I fear? Star Trek lighting, everybody. The, everything. The risks. The drugs. The dangerous men. Everywhere. Everybody. And everything. Thing. I could die at any moment. And yet she's completely relaxed in this scene, even though she just told us every scene is a threat to me. Because Mina put her at ease because she's not a dangerous man. She's a non-dangerous woman. Right. Okay. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll let you pick my brain. It'll cost you, but... Uh, apparently, we just kind of kind of cut away from there, but she let, you know, the hoe leaves. We learn everything from her, apparently. And Mina is just laying in bed and announces... I'm going to become a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, so, what's Officer Babe up to? Well, we quick cut and find out. He's reported they've searched Mina's place, and they still have no leads. They went. They saw that the toilet was missing, and they said, we got nothing to go on. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Cut to Mina 
hot on the streets. She's got the fucking pea coat, the fucking stocking cap, and she is looking for some dangerous men. And I got to give it up to her. All these guys needed to die. Yeah. Just by the way they look. We get the fucking the Bears guy first. Yes. Total douchebag, mustache, parted down the middle hair. So this is great because we're used to when you say, I'm going to become a prostitute, prostitutes hang out on the streets and get picked up. And she said, fuck that. I am <laughs> an entrepreneur of my own pussy. Cut to the chase. I'm going to go find them. So she's driving by a burger joint and spots. So the, the we're basically guy. doing the Eileen Werno story. Why did Charlie Theron get an Oscar when clearly Mina, who did it first, yep. should have got an Oscar? Yeah. Mina deserved it. I- you know why? Because when a pretty actors ugly themselves up for a role, people lose their mind. Go, that's the greatest acting I've ever seen. Yes. I would not fuck Charlie Theron. Right. I usually here's would. an Oscar. I usually would fuck her. But I now, totally would fuck her. I don't want to fuck not her. Not there, Oscar. Here you go. I saw a lot of her leg and butt in that movie, and I was like, oh. That's what irritated me about the Brendan Fraser thing. I'm sure he did a great job, but it's like he's in a fat suit. How about hiring a fat person who probably knows what it feels like to be a fat person and treated like a pariah, and could probably give even a better performance? Yeah. No, it's gimmicky performance. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, fat suit. Here's your Oscar. Here's your Oscar. So, yeah, I think Mina, I think Charlie Saron, if you're listening, I know you are. Fury Road, okay. Wasn't that great? Well, she heard that you and Taylor broke up, so of yeah. course she's going to be fucking, you know, whispering us constantly. Oh, my God. These actresses. She, uh, um, Charlie's, give your Oscar to whoever this woman who played Mina is. Yeah, look her up. You <laughs> she's not credited in this movie. And I know, I know you probably got. Uh, a, 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 a preview copy of this somehow. Maybe you knew, ran into she might Maybe have... you auditioned for the role and John S. Red said you're not good enough for it. That's what happened. That's what happened. And That's you took why. this story to some other filmmaker. We figured it out. She's got the only copy of that. The, the documentary I'm thinking of is called That's So John Rad. Yeah. She's the only one with a copy, and she's flirting the world. She's taunting us with it. Teasing the world. Teasing you're the world. You're a dangerous woman. You're, da- dare you. you're a dangerous woman, Charlize Theron. So, okay. So Mina kills a guy who, quite frankly, deserved it. Right. We see she, she puts out the plastic sheet. Yeah. She does kill, kill room and everything. John tells us this whole tale in about two minutes. He does the lurking, the driving, the finding, the winking. Oh, you'd never wink at a woman through a fucking... When you're at a burger... If you're hanging out at a burger joint and you wink at a woman... Then there was that guy. one guy she picks up. Totally looked like a gay like hustler. Like I, I, yeah. I guess she's equal opportunity. Was that the one under... Where, he had like bleach blonde hair like and he had like a, short shorts. It's like we couldn't see his face Yes, though. it was like this dark, creepy... Beautiful shot. Yeah. Beautiful shot. John knows his shots. So the next morning, she's still grief-stricken over Dan. The, the, no, amount, no killing amount of killing is going to break, break this love she has. So she's on the beach... And she writes a love letter in the sand. My love, splendor of the moments with you are unforgettable. And then we get... That's for our our, uh, our Zoomers that listen because you can't read cursive. It's written in cursive on the sand. Is that actually what it said? Yes. Oh, I didn't, I yes. didn't think it was legible at so all. So we're getting... The, we're getting... We're hearing the song... My love, splendor. 
that down that's gonna be my next rib tattoo <laughs> splendor of the moment splendor of the moment and dramatically we see the water just wipe it away right perfect and then as the tide pulls back out we go into a flashback of minas <laughs> I, I i'm gonna need a screenshot of this, this yeah this, this. no this monstrosity <laughs> i have been gifted many of things and there's only one time i've been gifted something by a lover that I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> because... What was it? Murray, you remember, you know me. I love my jewelry. I wear jewelry constantly. Yeah, constantly, yeah. Constantly. I call you the Mr. T of the, the And show, I've had a discussion... I had a discussion with this lady friend of mine yeah. about how I don't wear jewelry and I don't want jewelry. I was just thinking the other day, like, what kind of guy's like, I'm going to go out and get a gold chain. I'm yeah, like, you were saying that. Yeah, yeah you that? said that to me. <laughs> That's the mindset of that. Yeah. Like, I've never wanted... I mean, like, watch is the closest thing to jewelry I've ever worn. So, well, me, of course, you got the hoops. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, I always oh. think about that, but then it's like, I'm a, I'm a few years away from 40. I don't think I need a Shabani no, it, this it, thing. It's, it's tragic. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, yeah. It's like he, when Harrison Ford got his ear pierced at like yeah, 60. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of. My like, dad did that when he was like 50 or something. So. I'm not. Yeah. It's every awful. once in a while, I think about it just as the the laugh of like, remember when I used to have it? But yeah, I I'm not feeling it. I've yeah. done a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not. Fe- Anyways, yeah. peak of this relationship and everything. We're feeling good about all the. We go out. She's like, oh my god, I got you something so good. I can't wait to give it to you. It's this fucking large ass gaudy ring. And it, it's not just like a band or anything silly. Like yeah. It was fucking huge. What was it? Was it just like, what, what did it look like? Oh, it yeah. Chunky? So it was just chunky. It was like, like it, gold? silver. Oh, and silver. then it had like like gold kind of band parts like on the outside That's of very it. Very pricey. Wow. Uh, no, it was some cheap ass ring. Oh, okay. Uh, it wasn't. How I old were you at the time? It was like teenagers? 21, 22. Okay. All right. And so it was she she like took my hand and popped it on there and then I was just like, "Oh. Cool. <laughs> uh What do you want me to do with this?" <laughs> wow, you're even a douche back then. You couldn't have just been, "Hey, thanks." And then you know, played it off I like don't... like like you always I, I don't know what happened to it. You could just pull that shit. You don't got to be like, "Mm. I this shit." I'm socially Fucking retarded. Yeah, you are. And I'm excuse yeah, me for using that strong language, it's but not strong, yeah. I am not good in these situations. <laughs> I fail every it. single time. Fake every it. single time. Fake it until you make it. Uh, so okay, that's nice to know. So, but this is even worse because she made. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's the scene we're on. It's uh, it's like driftwood art. She took seashells and made owls. Yes. With giant glue-on googly eyes. Yeah. They look like, Murray, you may remember, we're big fans of the old Quiznos commercials. I, yeah, you know what? I just I just told Opera, she was saying how uh, Mattford wants us to cover Dune. I said, well, you're in luck because we did Dune two years ago. 
That was when we learned about the Quiznos Hazarod. That's right. And the uh, balsamic vinegar empire that our Conans had. <laughs> Check that out. That's a great episode. It's that, on YouTube and on our SoundCloud or any podcast app under Golan Dash Globus. That's Theater. right. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was Quiznonian, Quiznonian, and he did a great job of selling it. Like, oh yes. my God, this is beautiful. He non-griffed it. He non-griffed it. That is a complete. You know, those are the moments I slipped from griff to biff, and I biffed that. I did not griff that. So, okay, she gets back in her car, and she drives away, and crazy woman driver ran out of gas. That, I've heard people, people I know in my life, who have run out of gas, and they're like, yeah, I just didn't notice. I've never had that happen to me, ever. Never. Never once. No. Yeah. And so, uh, she's like, I guess I gotta hitch it. It, you know, she's been working the night, so she knows how to hitch. Yeah, and uh, well, we know how dangerous this road is. We The last time she was there, her boyfriend was murdered on this she, beach. It, was she at the beach? Yeah. Is she that was, the murder happened? I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> she just keeps going back to the place. That's why like, she was writing, my love, splendor of the moments with you. I don't know how you're getting the spotlight in my room. There's no spotlight for you. It's just I'm just I'm Tim S. Rad. I, it's incredible. So uh, <clears throat> she gets picked up by a guy, and he seems cool. He's throwsy driving Jaguar. Uh, so he's got to be cool. Jaguar. He well, he's he's. A Why mar- wasn't the British guy driving a Jaguar? I know, right? And he driving the truck. That would make more sense because he's wearing a T-shirt with the sleeves rolled up because he's a thick boy. He's got some yeah. big arms on him. He's got the cigarette pack rolled up in the sleeve. Right, but he. He's charming. Oh, hey, are you in trouble? I'm out of gas. Well, let me take you to the gas station. But we know how dangerous men are. He immediately like drives a mile, pulls off the road. She's like, where are you going? Look here, lady. I'm going to rape you, <laughs> and you're going to enjoy it. That's what you get for being so hot. And she's like, no. So they keep going. They get further off the road. And then she goes, are you sure you want to do this? I am sure I consent to raping you. And she goes, okay. Pulls out that gun. Boom. Shoots his ass. And then she pushes the car off a cliff. I want to give it up to John S. Rad. Pushed a real car. Oh, by the way, this was John S. Rad's daughter's car because apparently she was dating a dangerous man that he did not approve of, so he took it away from her, and she didn't find out till she saw this movie. Oh, that's what <laughs> happened to my shitty Dotson because, of course, they changed the cars. They yeah. did not throw a Jag off the yeah. fucking and, – and then seamless edit where we got seamless. like a, we got a uh, stock footage explosion with total like, <laughs> like scratches in oh, it and shit. God. It was such a terrible explosion. And you, this is what I love about it. You know they just left the car there. Like yeah. they like they're like <laughs> they're not like you know in a real movie they would obviously take it away, obviously. Right. They're just like, fuck it, we're done. Man, if maybe that's part of the reason why it took him fucking twenty years to put this out. He was like, Okay, I gotta wait till the what what what's the statute phrase? Statute of limitations. Statue of limitations runs out of me littering and blowing up a car. So now She's like, all men are dangerous. So she is on a murder spree, just picking up men left and right and the, killing them. This was your silhouette, right. man. We get a fucking yeah. Paul Kersey-looking motherfucker. We He's get a, a priest. We get <laughs> He's saying everything about everything. Right. 
uh, great theater of the mind where we're just seeing a silhouette of her stabbing people. Yes. Constant cast of people changing. They're on their knees. Very diverse group. Yeah. Licking her These, belly all, The only thing they have in common is they have penises. That's it. That's it. And we don't even know for sure because we don't see all the penises, right. Murray. And so we don't ask. Let's let's just go ahead and put that out there. There could have been some you know, people identify as male but weren't male. All well, right. So now David calls in Chief Davis, a very brand new character, elderly man, well past retirement age. Trying to go for his Stan Lee look or something? Yes, is exactly what I thought. Yeah. He looked like Stan Lee in cowboy garb. Yeah. And David's like, hey, are there any leads or anything? I need to get involved with this case. We need to find Mina. You're too close. Uh, so John did not know how to do this audio because he wanted to have David on the other end of the phone talking to Chief, of course. Right. What am I supposed to do? Chief, sit here on my thumbs. Sit on my thumbs and wiggle my toes. Wiggle my toes? Lick a belly button? Tickle some knees? Chief just hangs up on him. You're too close. Chief would have been like, yes, go out and tickle some knees. Lick some belly buttons. Get that dick off. So, all right, now Mina, she's still in that Flophouse Hotel watching the TV, and we get a new story. They're, fi- they're finally on to her. This, they're not on to her. They're just on to these killings. That end scene, that was his lingering shot, though, because yeah. after the chief hangs up, we just sit in the chief's office, and he finds some sunglasses and pops them on. I wonder, I didn't look it up, I wonder if that actor was like somebody who was like big in like the 40s or something, because that's what Amir Shervan would do. He would get like Jim Brown or yes. somebody who's kind of washed up. That's a good so call. I so maybe he was like a guy that was like big like 50 years yeah. previously. I am candy, and I am bubbly. Like champagne. Yes, you are. That's killing American style for people. people. Go check that killing out. Killing American style. Another a misunderstood genius. Yeah, for real. All right, so Mina's like, shit, they're getting closer every day. I need to kill more. Yeah, the newscaster says, uh, the suspect is expected to be a woman at this point, picking up men. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah. And great acting by, and it looked like it looked like totally like a real news. It was like <laughs> I was like, is that the Iranian flag in the background? Is this propaganda TV? She gets over rabbit ears. All right, Babe, Officer Babe, finally has some news for David. They found the motel owner, and he ID'd Mina as the woman who killed Tiger. Right, or she was with Tiger. We don't know if he right, killed right, Tiger. Right, right, exactly. And David's like, if she killed him, it was obviously self-defense. It had to be. There's no way. I'm going to have to continue this vacation a lot longer. How long? What was the time? How many? Has she been killing like guys every fucking hour? Dude, this is where John is playing with time here a little bit because we know he already had a week off and then he was going to take another week off to uh, hang out with his brother and help him plan his wedding. At this point, we have to be like four months into this movie <laughs> because Nina has moved 10 minutes away into a hotel Started murdering people, and she's gone through at least a dozen. And it's like, did it take her a week? Was she doing this three times a day? So, I mean, the world's full of dangerous men. There's, there's no shortage of that. So right. she could have technically in a week killed a dozen men. Right. She may have been, uh, you know, assaulted twice in the same day. Yeah, it happens. Like, uh, there's actually a Fred Williamson movie, which we probably do in the future, where a woman gets. Attacked, not assaulted, uh, uh, sexually attacked, and Fred Williamson saves her twice in five minutes. Oh my god! 
<clears throat> Maybe that'll be uh, Black Exploitation History Month. Look for it. Okay, so, so Chief tells David before he hangs babe up on tells him again. David. Or Babe, excuse me. You're too close to this fucking thing. Do not go out chasing trouble. Do not go out chasing biker falls. Don't fuck with those bikers, Dave. Um, Tiger's dead. There's, it's, case closed. Like, right. I don't, like, what, what, she's not going after bikers. She's just killing random guys. This is where the movie transitions from Mina's story to David's story. Right. Mina is the, now, like, a D-level character in this movie, her movie. Yeah. And She's only seen one more time in the rest of the movie. Right. And it's a very quick scene. Very quick. So David knows that Mina was seen with a biker, so now he's got to go visit a biker bar. <laughs> and, oh, my God. It, I, you know what? The only thing worse than having silence in your busy bar full of people, you know, rough. There people. was more shit happening in this bar than the House of Empires yeah, bar. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's, there's, oh, my God. Anyways, 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 Murray, before I get sidetracked, <laughs> we're seeing the lineup. You know, we're scanning this crowd. You got Confederate they, flags. They, the first scene we get, we see a lineup of bicycles outside. Yes. Motorcycles. Motorcycles. And then we go in. And this is the classiest biker bar I've ever seen. Right. Beautiful piano bar music. Beautiful piano bar music. Leather daddies everywhere. <laughs> you got the fucking bandana, Confederate bandana. Great casting, though. These guys look like genuine bikers. They Big, did. fat, sloppy guys. Yes, they did. You got the one guy who they keep cutting to who will learn is Dutch. Yeah. A bald guy who's in a booth sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he's in the middle of the room and at a table. Just depends. Tattooed. He's got a face ta- or a head tattoo. He's got an, an. It's obviously the rub on ones you get as a kid. He's got a little eagle on his forehead. Yeah, and then something on the sides of his head. Right. Um, and then we see they've got a bartender, and the bartenders have to dress up. <laughs> the bartenders wear. You know who took over this? Fucking uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh my he god! Came in and cleaned this bar <laughs> he up. Bounced it. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect fucking. This sense. This probably was like a sleazy, grimy biker bar, and he cleaned it up. What is? You know what? And you, then he moved on. YouTube. Oh my god, YouTube. This was supposed <laughs> to be a top half segment. I was trying to find out more information about bed sitting room, and I did it. Like I was getting all the. Oh no, you got a uh, uh, ad block or whatever. So I had to turn it off. Some of the videos it was giving me. For an acclaimed Criterion movie, pimple popping. That makes sense. What the fuck, YouTube? This is why no one wants to visit your website without an ad blocker. <laughs> pimple popping for a fucking feature film. What kind of sickos? There's a, there's, there's a fucking cable show about it's Dr. Pimple Popper. What are we Who doing? sick person wants to watch that? What are we I doing? don't. That's too niche. Keep that off. T- TV needs to get its resurgence, man. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. David rolls in. David rolls in. He scans this crowd. He sees it's tough. Realizes he's going to have to pop his collar. You know, do something to really fucking make himself stand pop out. Pop his ponies, which we'll see later on. He notices that yeah. there's a perfect Six and a half woman out of ten? Perfect casting. This is the total the woman I could imagine seeing playing darts in a biker bar. 1,000%. Rough looking as fuck. Yep. Ass wasn't that bad, especially for an 80s ass. Yes. But, yeah, she looked rough. She looked, yeah. 100%. Perfect casting. 
I'm not. We're so used to because, he, like, fucking, uh, like we were just saying, Roadhouse would have like this fucking Playboy playmate, like, yeah. hanging out at some shithole bar. I was just gonna say, yeah. in a film like this with the story and the you know sets and everything, I'm so used to Amir Shavon and like, yeah, I got Playboy playmates. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we've got this real Andy Sedaris. Yeah. Uh, Andy Sedaris, excuse yeah. me. We got this real as fuck looking woman. Yeah. And you know, she, she probably was. She probably worked at this bar that they were fucking. It, quite possibly. Yeah. But yeah. And so she's playing uh, darts. Electric darts. Yes. Classy. Dutch and the, the, the sleazy bikers are noticing her. Dutch, especially. He's wringing his hands. Oh, look at that tang. We were still calling pussy tang back then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, David what? takes a seat at the far end of the bar. Right. And he's already got one beer, which he's drank a quarter of. He's going full ginty in this scene, and I hate it. Barely sipped on this beer. Yeah, I'll take another one. Slaps another hundred, sir. This is two hundred dollars. You, what do you want? Yeah, you're paying two hundred dollars for this beer. It's got silver powder laced in it, though. That's why it's two hundred dollars, Griff. That could be it. And he's like, "You want some information, don't you?" Yeah, I'm looking for some guy named Tiger. And he's like, "Well, you didn't hear from me, but Lou. <laughs> By the way, we we never meet Lou. We don't. Only thing we know learn about Lou is he has a son." Who's even a bigger bastard than Lou. And you know Lou's a badass. <laughs> Goes by the name Black Pepper. Uh, what? What just happened? <laughs> he shows him the picture of uh, Scooter. Yeah. And that turns into, oh, Lou? <laughs> no, Lou's intense, but Black Pepper? What? <laughs> what? He's killed more men than the Nam War, according to this bartender. <laughs> So they cut back. The bikers are ogling the fucking woman playing darts. And Dutch is like, I got to get me some of that. So he gets up. Let me show you how to do it, babe. And he's grabbing some cakes. And no, she's, stop. Because she's some foreign woman. She had an accent. Yes, she did. Yeah. Stop that. Get away from me. And then she throws him off. And this calmly walks to the back of the bar. Right, walks I, outside. of. Uh, there's a, I thought is, it was the bathroom. Or <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a back door, apparently. Yeah. This is like the most upscale biker bar. It's on, literally on the beach. It's literally on the beach. Opens a door. And she's on the beach. Right. Because we're about to get a quick transition to her outside in a bikini that is... Uh, it's a thong. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. She's frolicking in the, in the surf. And, okay, so that that's it. We cut back to Dave. And he's like, how can I find this black pepper guy? And he's like, we see that biker there that's about to rape that woman? <laughs> He'll let you know. He's a dangerous man. So the bartender, he's like, by the way, stranger, what's your name? Well, they, you can call me Clay. I think I'll call you Clay Cuckoo. <laughs> I wonder if John, yes. when he wrote that line, he, did he off. fall over in his chair? And he probably made that guy take twenty takes on it. Like you're not, you're not saying cuckoo <laughs> right. It's cuckoo, cuckoo, and he's like cuckoo. No, cuckoo. What are you stupid? Are you cuckoo? It's cuckoo. And they did like a day. They filmed that line. Murray, we're upset because some characters uh, that have multiple lines in this movie don't have a name. <laughs> and then as David leaves, another biker completely different from our other bikers. Who who looks are- like David and Dan and the <laughs> robber in the first fucking scene. Yes. And the rapist in the first or the non-rapist rapist yeah. in the first scene. He's younger. He's not in his mid-50s, yeah. 60s. 
Uh, he doesn't fit this biker crew at He's all. He's a weekend biker. Yes. Yeah. He takes the bar- bartender by the lapels and is like, who the fuck was that guy? I smell cop all over his ass. All right. My so name's it's... Paul, by the way. Why does he... I'm not kidding you. He announces he's Paul. Why does he have a name? I don't is know. Is just the actor taking liberties? Yeah. I want people to know my name. Yeah. This is like for a sizzle reel. Okay. Maybe it was maybe it was Paul London's dad. I don't know. Oh don't my know. god, we know Paul's a great actor. Right. So David walks out the back door. He's seeing the girl frolicking in the in this in the water. At this point, David gets out there and uh, Dutch already has the woman. So right. he hears her crying out, Oh yeah, help me. Help me. Get off of me, <laughs> you bad, dangerous man. <laughs> and then continue. David Gives him a few karate chops and then puts him in this strange like submission hold. Where okay, so the Dutch is on his stomach on the ground. Yes. David puts one hand underneath his jaw and the other one like on the side of his head, like you're gonna twist someone's neck and break it. Yes. But apparently that's like a sleeper hold. Apparently, I don't know if because John- I, I thought he killed Dutch because yeah. Dutch does pass out. What do we know about this interaction? He wants to get information out of Dutch. So you're thinking he's going to put him in some kind of hole, get some kind of information out of him. No. David's whole concern is getting Sharon, as we'll learn her name is, away from the situation. So he puts him in this hole, and like you said... Meanwhile, Sharon, completely dressed now. Like, she was wearing a bikini. It, it looked like she just threw, like, a little back. fucking sundress on. It, you know, it wasn't like she was wearing, what, like, I don't know, a whole outfit. She just, It looked like she just put a dress over but anyways, you're right. Yeah. That happens. She is not reacting at all. She loves is, it. She's there, like watching there's it. There's fighting happening, and she's just like, oh, fucking cool. Maybe this guy wants to fuck me. He knocks out a Dutch. She comes up. Hello, my name is Sharon. Can I have a ride? Yes, Sharon. Hop in, right? Hop in, Sharon. So, all right. A few minutes later, fat fat biker friend comes out. Hey, Dutch, where the fuck are you, man? You fucked that bitch. And Dutch is coming too, and he's like, "Oh man, we got to get that guy." All right, and then because we got to have lots of quick cuts in here, we got a lot of stories, a lot of weaving stories. Yeah. You know, Babe, Officer Babe, calls up Chief, tells him that uh, David definitely getting involved with this Mina case, his brother's case, Mina's case. His stink is everywhere. What does Davis do, Captain Davis? God, David, David. <laughs> Captain Stanley Davis, well, he's a cop. Can't expect him not to do it. There's no there's no chance of tailing him. And, like, Babe's like, no, don't worry. We put radar on his car and his gun holster. Oh, that was the explanation. Yes. Oh, my God. I was too busy laughing at the last scene to notice that line. God, John covers all of his bases. Yes. He's too smart. You can't tell him in person. Most people would just put it on the car. No, and the gun holster. <laughs> Think about the radars they would have, any kind of device uh, they'd have yeah. back in the, this He'd be bigger time. than the gun. Exactly. All right. So Dutch is – we cut to, uh, like I guess, a few days later. Dutch and his crew are just driving down the road. I thought it was the same day. No, I think, I think it's – You know, later. even uh, David has a wardrobe change, so it's got to be – it's got to be some other day, right? Yeah. They're driving by, and Sharon is on her car. It's supposed to look like it, uh, it's like maybe she ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. 
She's wearing booty shorts. She's posting up like a fucking, you know, uh, 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 oh, my God. Pin up. Yeah she's, yeah, she's got heels and booty shorts on, and she's you know, showing it out. She's got the little country, you know, the little shirt tied up or, or bosoms out. So and Dutch is like, hey, look at that. I'm going to go take me a piece of that. He sends his crew along because, you know, they're 12 bikers deep, and he's like, I'm going to be one fucking dick deep in this woman. Dave hiding in the backseat of the car. In his pony shoes. <laughs> his ponies. He still make ponies. <laughs> I don't think they do. This is, this is the 80s section of the fucking Maybe John movie. thought he was going to get some fucking royalties because of the pony shots, but he was zooming. He was lingering. He was z- dancing. Well, he had to because this we'll get into later. Yes. But Dutch stops. Hey, you, I'm going to rape you. So he grabs her and takes her off the side of the road. He just picks her up and walks off Stop. With her. Don't do that. She's like totally awful right. acting. You are being a very dangerous man. I want to point out. All right. We said that Dutch has an eagle tattoo on his forehead. Throughout the scene, it switches from an <laughs> eagle to like a blob. I don't know if it was like it's to be a Chinese it's dragon. It's like wiped off. Yeah. No, it was a totally different one. It was even wiped off because it was a different shape. <laughs> It just keeps going. I mean, it must probably the scene probably because there's a fight scene, so it probably took about two to three weeks to yeah, film. Yeah, you know. So I get it, but a little. I mean, I guess uh, John S. Rad did not do continuity on this. Film. No, we don't need continuity. Where we're going, we don't need continuity. So yeah, so he is like about to rape this girl, and then we see those goddamn giant '80s ponies. They get stuck in the back of between like the. Back of the seat and yeah. the cushion. His foot gets stuck so bad. He's been hiding back there in his uh, m- uh, motorcycle helmet for some reason. He's got a <laughs> yes, motorcycle, motorcycle helmet on. Right? Uh, but also, very tense, <laughs> very uh, 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 grotesque scene. That's the music to the cries of Sharon. Well, it's called theme for a rape and the, on the soundtrack so it makes <laughs> sense but yeah so she's struggling he's struggling with his ponies they're so the the tennis shoes were so big in the 80s grip they, they would get lodged sometimes in your car okay. seat not as big as black peppers <laughs> no. fucking pumps Dude. so he f- eventually oh yeah i how about take your foot out of the shoe if it's that bad <laughs> no. he yanks his foot out finally oh uh, Dutch sees him, pulls out a gun, shoots him point blank in the chest. Right. He blows it off. Right. I was just like, wait a minute. What just happened in this movie? He's a Terminator now. He kicks the fucking gun away. Dutch goes no, for no, a no. knife. No. So Dutch throws the gun away. Throws the gun away because he had two bullets in it. <laughs> yeah. He didn't count. He throws it away. Goes for his knife. And then we get the close up of, of some, pony. a pony kicking. <laughs> knife out of his hand and you're like fresh white ponies we've never really seen if david had moves or not have we no and so i mean we know he broke up that one uh liquor store robbery yeah but he shot people he He shot a guy and then just grabbed the other guy so we're about to see his karate chops here he ain't got none no oh you know what we saw him across he beats beats dutch up but later on that was a cheap shot on dutch in the first scene on the beach because Dutch didn't know. He was too busy uh, trying to assault. So, yeah. So, he kicks the knife away, but Dutch gets the best of him in the beginning of the yeah. fight. And Sharon's just watching, as always, just yeah. calmly. Do, 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 do. But Dutch, 
He's got that fucking chin lock. Yep. And he cinches the iron claw. They he don't cinches even, it on. John does not even like build up to that moment. <laughs> David is getting his ass handed to him, hammered on the ground. And then you cut over to Sharon. Cut back to David, who now has Dutch pinned down in the headlock again. Yeah. It's like, wait, what happened in this fight? He's got the iron claw on. Yep. And it works. It knocks him out again. And he handcuffs him and ties his feet together. And then Sharon, like I said, seamless. Because we're like, he got shot. And she's like, good thing you wore that bulletproof vest. Yeah. And you notice as she says that, she's getting in there. She's fingering the bullet holes. And it's like, oh, man. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you go put on some decent clothes? Go put on some decent clothes. So this is where we get the scene where she's she's putting on a show for not only us, but David as well. I even saw Dutch a couple times peek out the side eye there. She bends over, slowly peels off those Daisy Dukes. The got shimmy th- slide, got as the, I was talking oh, about. that's where the shimmy is. She, did she shimmy. shimmied and slid them off. Got the thong on. She right. slowly puts on her fucking mom jeans that go up to her the fucking uh, tits. And... That's it. All throughout this scene, by the way, David is uh, tying up Dutch. But, you know, even though he shooed her away, he can't resist it. He's taking peeks. And so we watch him look over, and then John is like, here's what he's looking at. It's It's a sweet piece of cake. Bent over, clearly trying to, you know, lure him in. Seduce him. Seduce him. Yeah, they obviously, they, I think... I think this between when he met her and now it's been another four months because I think they're in a committed relationship and this is a little like, role play they're doing. Yeah, okay. So he throws uh, Dutch in the back seat of his car. And it's like, hey, babe, I'll see you later. I'm going to drop you off at your car. And so she's yeah. leaving and she's like, oh, you're going to see me later. I'll be dressed. I'll be ready. All right. So now Dave is aimlessly driving and he's just like, where is Black Pepper? What does Black Pepper have to do with anything? All we know is he's the he's killed more men than Nam, but he has nothing to do at all. There's no connection between him. There's no connection with Tiger in this gang, for all we know. Right. What yep. is Black Pepper doing? And we've been sold on Black Pepper as being the most treacherous motherfucker out there. You don't twist your testicles around your neck and strangle you. You know what that is? The Argentinian bow tie. It's not a Colombian bow tie. No, it's totally different. It's totally different. Pull your balls through your throat. Yeah, the balls go up, around, and then stuff down. So you actually choke out on your own testicles. It can only happen if your uh, stash is aged, though, because apparently your balls... So Black Pepper's like, I'll gladly take you to Black Pepper because he's going to fuck you up, copper. Take a left here, and then a right at the Taco Bell. Can we stop and get some cinnamon twists? Cut two. The police have finally... Pinned all these crimes on Mina. Mina, yeah, this is this is Mina's back. It's her story as well. Right. You probably forgot about Mina because we haven't talked about it. We've been talking about David and Sharon. No, Mina is where the story started. So they put out an APB on her. They find her. They're tailing her. It's easy because she's out on city streets on a sidewalk, walking barefoot, holding her shoes in her hands. So bizarre. We got helicopters. We get we get we some got, stock footage of helicopters. Yeah, we got vehicles. It's at all points bulletin. Everybody is on the. I mean, she is a serial killer, so yeah. it does make a little bit of sense. But yeah, she's just walking around town. We got two fat on you know uh, planes. Great clothes. fucking post audio on this scene. Oh yeah, is that her over there? 
I think it is. I believe it is. It's all John S. fucking Ooh. Rand doing the same voice. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Unlike and me. they arrest her. End of Mina's story, people. We never see Mina again. She's going to jail for the rest of her life. All right. Back to David. Finally get to Black Pepper's place. Right. And we uh, we arrive at the place. He's parked outside like a mile away from the house. They don't have a shot where you see his car in relation to this house. So Black Pepper, of course, the heir to the Dr. Pepper fortune. Of course. So he's living in a mansion. Of course. I mean, he's Lou's son. So is it Lou Pepper? Yeah. Well, we call him Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's first name is Lou. <laughs> okay. Fun fact. So we head inside. And we see our man, this guy screams dangerous man. Oh, my God. He looks like he could have been an 80s wrestler. Uh, he, I think he was going for that look. All right. We're going from the top, bottom to the top. Fresh white Reeboks. Oh giant as fuck. Clown shoe level. Right. Black sweatpants. Oh, yeah. Black tank top. Oh, yeah. Got the fucking wraparound <laughs> douchebag shades. This guy owns a F-150, definitely. <laughs> Did he have a he, headband? Headband? I don't know if he had a head. Yeah, he must have had a headband. I, I, I think he had a headband. I'm thinking, time. did he have a headband or did he have the fucking bandana? I don't on think that. he had the sunglasses on yet. I thought he had the I headband. thought he always had the sunglasses. I, thought he, I don't <laughs> think he ever took them off. <laughs> you know, I, I can't remember. I he, think he had sunglasses. They were, they, I think maybe only when he was fucking his girlfriend in a minute here that he had the sunglasses <laughs> off. Long, stringy, blonde hair. Kind of wavy. Kind of wig? I can't tell. It yeah. might have been a wig. Kind of wiggy. <laughs> He's chilling. His like a sexy like Middle Eastern girlfriend comes in, sits in she's, his lap. She's wearing like athletic shorts of the time, so they're yeah. not like tight. They're like the old school. I wear them as sleep shorts nowadays, and they're hanging off her. There's nothing like clinging or sexy about this. It's it's actually kind of and comforting had, and romantic. Yeah, she had like a like a baseball jersey. Yeah, too, she had she? like a button up kind of baseball shirt, and she's got two highball glasses with some kind of liquor in them. And she starts doing like a little dance no, for him. No, she just sits in his lap. She did like a little thing. She did a little thing. It was not what we're about to see, Murray. Okay. But she did do like a little thing, and then she got in his lap. And then like. Hey, Rima, whatever that girl's name is, a belly dancer comes out of nowhere. Well, we get a great shot. Ruby. We cut away to like like a Middle Eastern like painting. Yes. And then we cut back. The music completely changes. Yeah, it's like Middle Eastern music, yes. which you need for if you're going to belly dance. And then we get like a fucking like three-minute scene of this, this woman belly dancing. Apparently, my I'm assuming like her father put up some money, and they're like, my daughter has to be in this movie. She's a great belly dancer. Right. She won't get naked. Don't you dare try to get her naked, John. Yes, no. Rad. I know you can get any woman naked. And he's like, all right, she can have a belly dancing scene. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. Why is there a belly dancing scene? in? The, or maybe he's just proud of his fucking Middle Eastern heritage. I don't know. Who could? Who knows? But she does a good job. Ruby does a good job. Of Ruby belly does dancing. a good job. Uh, so good that it arouses the fuck out of Black Pepper. Oh, my God. His Black... pepper gets fucking aroused. Yeah, his pepper tree is hard. Unlike the real pepper tree, which is very soft wood, his wood is hard. Hard as fuck. And he's ready to shake those pepper bells all over his lady. So he gets up. While in transition, for some reason in post, John added in what's supposed to be his girlfriend, Black Pepper's girlfriend, going, wow. There's just a random wow shot into the, the ether in this seat. It's so fucking bizarre. It caught me off guard. And then there's a post. Thanks, Ruby. We'll see you at the restaurant later or something yes. like that. Yes, yes. And then they go to bed because they got fucked. They're hot as shit from seeing this belly dancing. Right. And what is Black 
Peppers move. Why is it belly dancing, Griff? Because the belly button's the most erotic part oh my God. of the body. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I've never seen live belly dancing. Is this what happens to you? You're like, I need to lick that belly button. It's a big fetish in the Middle Eastern community. That's why they do belly dancing. Oh. So that's why people like, in John Srad's world, dangerous men love licking belly buttons. I, you know what? I should have put that together. But hey, guys, now that if you listen to this before you watch the movie, now you know. Okay. So Black Pepper, drug lord. Crime lord, we don't know what because we don't. We, we don't even know if this guy's a criminal, right? Sleeps on a single bed. It's like a fucking single bed, twin bed, single bed, <laughs> tiny room. The bed takes up your room, the whole room. This it is, is your some, childhood. I bet bedroom. you, Amir Shervan did some scouting for this. For <laughs> like I got the perfect place for you. Is there a horse ranch outside? <laughs> You're not wrong about yeah. that. But you know what? Also, if you're supposed to be some heinous drug lord, you need to have the coke scene. You need to have like the drug abuse scene. He seems like a very understanding, sensual lover. <laughs> well, he's he he loves those knees. Uh, he's tickling. Yes, he's he, kissing. He's got his head between her legs. She's lying down. She's yeah. wearing like brawn panties. He's kissing her knees. Kissing the knees. Kissing the thighs, which makes sense. Kissing the shins, which uh, I mean. Maybe once when you're like going up or going down, but like focusing shin, knee, thigh, like just it was very strange. But yeah, then it would also be a little bit of the old uh, belly button boxing going on there, yeah. just beatboxing. She is doing the thing you do with like a little baby. Yeah, <laughs> raspberries is yeah. what you call that, yeah. right? And she's loving it. Oh my Ooh, god, just like that baby. Oh my god. She's going bananas. All right, so David arrives at the compound, gun at the ready, immediately set upon by all of Black Pepper's goons. Right. But immediately, the goons are set upon our cops because of the fucking gun holster radar detector. Right. So we got we got Officer Babe, we got Chief Stan Lee, and we got some random cops. Right. So they apprehend all of the, the, the goons. Black Pepper, is he's unprotected now. Right. So as he's... Uh, we know he's unprotected because we see his wang dang doodle and there's no condom on it. We don't see that. No. But we do have a guard break into his room. I'm sorry, sir. I know you're making love right now, but <laughs> we must stop you because there's police everywhere. What? So he throws, he's got, he's wearing his tidy whities throws on his sweatpants, out the door. The girl stays. So now we get a scene, we get tense scene. We get a cop we've never seen before, an officer babe in his sleeveless uh, acid wash uh, This is the denim shot vest. of him and the website. Yeah. And he's doing a great job. He probably went to some police training to learn how Shit. to, you know. The, the I was telling you that he clearly, like, paint, cut it out. This is the actual, uh, what he envisioned the um, box art for the movie was going to be. The fucking cop who has five minutes of screen time <laughs> is on the cover of this movie. Yeah. Makes sense, right? David is not on the cover. I think uh, Black Pepper's on it. Yeah, I, I think, think Black Pepper yeah. was, yeah. But David Who's only in it for literally ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All over the place. I think the chief is fucking on it, but David isn't. Yeah. Because there's like a random, like, I don't think she's even in the movie, like a half naked chick, like on it. Too. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Well, it it might have been Pepper's girlfriend. I don't know. It might. Yeah, I think it was. It was not Mina. I know that much. It wasn't. So they bust into Black Pepper's room, and there's somebody hide underneath the sheets. There, yeah, there's just the sheet. There's these two cops, a cop we haven't seen, and then Officer Babe. 
And they're both pulling guns on the sheet because there's nothing scarier than a sheet. And so they're like, please remove that sheet slowly. She stands up. She's like, ooh, I'm a ghost. Yeah. And they're like, you're not fooling us, lady. Right. That's not a white sheet. It's a fucking Scooby-Doo sheet. Right. And Pulls it down, and it's not Black Pepper. It's Girlfriend. And they're like, right? where's Black Pepper? He's here. And she points to her heart. That's right. It's beautiful. And so they're like, well, we can't apprehend this woman. She's naked. I mean, she's wearing her underwear, but she's naked. And then in the commotion of all of this. Is that true? You can, can you get out of getting arrested by being naked? Uh, no. Because I've been arrested naked many times. <laughs> I was just going to say, we've all watched cops once or twice. Yeah. No. You could get arrested naked. Um, so, you know what, girlfriend? Go get it, girlfriend. That's all I want to say. Because she's realizing, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down fighting. She throws a kick at Officer Babe's partner. And, uh, you know, it's not the greatest action. It's not the greatest delivered kick. Well, she's on a, sitting on a bed for good yeah. sakes. You know? It's pretty rough. So, they just cuff her. Apprehend her. All right. Outside. Chief, I'm telling you, seamless. Chief goes, David, Mina's been arrested. So there. The the stories come. Yeah, got closure there. And then like, hey, is that Black Pepper? David runs after him. The cop, I was scared the cops were going to have a heart attack. Davis, Chief Davis. This is an elderly, frail as fuck looking man. Seriously, when you've seen, uh, what's his name? Stanley make his cameos in all the Marvel movies. He looks... You know, weak and feeble. Yeah, because he was 90. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what Davis looks like, though. David catches up with Black Pepper and gets the shit kicked out of him. This was so amusing to me. I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Because Black Pepper has been built up for 10 minutes now <laughs> in this movie uh, to be some kind of badass. Yeah, he lived up to it. And sure enough, he took... David's balls out of his pants, wrapped them around his neck, and put them in his throat. And by the way, that's the last we ever see of David for the rest of the movie. You well, you get we Dave, get we get uh, you get Davis catching up. David, not Davis. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I said you get Davis checking on David, removing the balls from his throat <laughs> and unstrangling him. Okay, but I'm checking just saying, his pulse. This is the most abrupt ending of a movie ever. I couldn't believe that our quote-unquote hero, who, as you mentioned, is not even on the cover of the movie, has now been written off very much like Mina. Yeah, because this is why I'm thinking maybe this guy, was a, Davis, was a star like back in the day because he gets the hero role. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the fight. I did want to – I wanted to pipe in some of this audio because editing – it's tough. And as you know, as you mentioned at the top half, and it's worth repeating, it took John John a very long time to Ten put Ten years movie. of post. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to hear how we amped up this fight between Black Pepper and David, the young David, yeah. the cop, the hero cop. All right, so Chief pulls the balls out of David's mouth, calls in the chopper, and we see Black Pepper just aimlessly running around in these fields. Right. 
I get. I was getting very samurai cop vibes. Very samurai cop. Samurai cop. Yeah, you're dead on. It's just constant. You. There's moments in this run scene where you're like, is he reusing the footage from a minute ago? Because that feels like the very same hill he was just running yeah. up. Then he comes to a B- Black Pepper, who's leading, you know, the run. Comes to some kind of rock formation it's like a and he cave crawls or something. Yeah, he crawls under it and comes out the other side. And you're like, wait. David's out of this fight. So it's Davis, <laughs> elderly man who looks to be straining, just running. Just is, walking. Yeah, walking. Has to get on his hands and knees and crawl under this rock formation now. Chief is in pursuit. He follows him. And now we see BP finally finds a house to hide out in. He's looking in the window. And we see a beautiful woman sewing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, she must be engrossed in a TV show or something because she's literally just staring off into the distance. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. interesting. And Black Pepper's like, hmm, that's interesting. That's right. He sneaks in and he's got a knife already because he pulls one from her kitchen and he's standing in like the entrance to this living room, whatever oh. den that this woman is sewing in. And he's just like, what fucking look? And he's twisting the knife in the air. She goes, is there somebody there? And underneath whatever she's sewing it's a here, quilt. little quilt, she's got a fucking Luger. Yes, a Jack Battelay would love this scene. Yeah. And this he, but he said, dream. "What a break!" Because he notices she's blind. Yes, because she's just staring off into at the wall. And so, yeah, she pulls out the gun, but she's blind, so she can't. She's blind as a bat, so she can't shoot mm-hmm. Pepper. She doesn't. She's not Daredevil. She doesn't have those powers. Right. So he gets he gets behind her. Doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. I will go ahead. I put it in the notes here. More new music. I know I haven't put that much music in here yeah. as I could have. Uh, if you watch this movie, you would hear all of it. But more new music for this fucking scene. He grabs her from behind, throws her down. We get a nice little upskirt. We see she's wearing a thong, too. <laughs> Chief walks in and just says, stop, you're under arrest. And that's it. The end. It literally just ends right there. I can't remember if this is a continuation of the song I put in the notes or if there's a whole new song for the fucking credits. But yeah, stop right there. I got you. Black Pepper gives up. He doesn't go out. <laughs> we don't shooting. even know if he goes gives up. He's just like still holding that woman. It and ends then... it ends like a sitcom on TV. No, it, it ends like a Shaw Brothers movie. Cause every like uh Kung Fu movie ends abruptly. As soon as, as immediately as soon as they kill the bad guy, it just goes the end. The end. There's no yeah. epilogue or anything. Credit. I mean, I brought it to the sitcom because. And then it, I want to point out again, David, the star of the movie, police detective police played detective. by yada yada yeah. yada. Uh, I called it sitcom though, just because it, it freeze frames. Yes, it does. It crawl. You see the credits crawl over that last scene of Davis getting the bus. <laughs> it's like what. <laughs> This is what we got to after all this emotional journey. Well, it just shows you how hard it is to make a movie. Like, I'm sure he didn't want to end it that way. Yeah. But who knows whatever. He couldn't get the actors together. He ran out of film. Right. We don't know. He did the best he could with what he had. Right. And it was way more entertaining than the shit they make nowadays. A hundred percent. I, you know, you get a couple of the smart Alex on IMDb or like, I just watched the stupidest fucking movie. I'm going to go watch the new Ghostbusters to cleanse my palate. 
cleans my palate. <laughs> Popeye all of a sudden. <laughs> cleans my palate. <laughs> but no, this is a guy, as we have said, who came to America. With and, a dream. And he was like, I'm going to make a fucking American movie here. And he succeeded. And yeah. Because we're still talking about it. 30 fucking eight years, whatever. 30 years, 40 years later. It started there's, in 84 is when he started. There's something here to talk about. There's something here to be like, oh, fuck. Is this what somebody who came to America in 84 saw? Is this how they saw the world of America? There's so many things to be taken away from this as opposed to, I don't know, a fucking shitty movie like Snowpiercer. I haven't talked about that <laughs> one in a while. Fuck Snowpiercer. This movie... We, much like most of the misunderstanding geniuses we do proves that lack of a budget intensifies your creativity. Oh yeah, you. I just don't trust a movie with a huge budget. Look at all the fucking movies coming out nowadays. Huge budgets. Right. Even There's... that fucking Godzilla movie that had a small budget for a no. Godzilla movie, and no. that was one of the better. Where you just said, "Yeah, it wasn't bad." Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't cry like some weirdos did, but yeah. All right, so that there, John S. Rad, we acknowledge you, we praise you. Thank you so much. It all, it, it much like it just when we do these people like the the heart, Rad, Siobhan. it just gnaws at me. No, Shervan, he did five movies. I'm talking about guys who only they had one shot, oh, one shot. Okay, I'm sorry, and they nailed it, and they weren't given opportunities to do more. And they should have been. They should have been. Hollywood is supposed to be on the beat for these kinds of They things. didn't suck in the right dick. Because John S. Rad's like, I have a vision, and I will not compromise. Well, John S. Rad knew about dangerous men, and he uh, knew that Harvey Weinstein yes. John, was a dangerous man. I'm glad you brought that up, because I believe that John S. Rad had the list of everybody associated with John Epstein. Uh, Epstein. John S. Epstein. <laughs> John S. Epstein, and he was murdered. That's... You know what? That makes too much sense on today's times. Yeah. Why are people surprised by the names? We've known half the people who've come out from the list already. Nothing's going to come of this at all. No, Everyone's going to skate. Nobody's going to go to jail. Right. Because they're all in on it. You got Clinton and Trump. They're all buddies. I don't want to turn this into some like yeah, Joe Rogan type kind that. of like conspiracy thing. But everyone, everyone, they're all... Dangerous men. They are all Bring dangerous men. Bring it back. That's right. All right. Speaking of dangerous men, Griff, I had to call in a lot of favors for next week's episode because this movie isn't even available in America. I had to call up my European hookups. I'm not even, I don't know if I'm sure if I can say the name who gave it to me because he might be prosecuted. Yeah, we got to do this. We had to do this very discreet. There was a handoff of a briefcase in a yes. bathroom of an undisclosed area. Uh, it, then it got shit out by a fucking Yorkie. Yes. Oh, my God. The lengths we had to go through. I So I hope this movie lives up to it. Mm, we'll have fun. Okay. So most people know Michael Flatley simply as the Lord of the Dance. And you figure, all right, he's, he's a master of dancing. That's all he can do. Uh, I beg to differ. Michael Flatley is a director. He is a writer. And he is an actor. And he puts them all on display next week for his spy drama, Blackbird. Most of you probably haven't even heard of this movie. I didn't until our friend Joe Corey brought it to my attention. Was this 2018? Movie was, yes, made in 2018, set on the shelf. It was finally released. I believe it's available in Europe last year. 
It was the first time it was made available. Wow. So you are in for a treat. This, I mean, hey, we're exposing you to things you probably wouldn't be exposed to. That's right. That's what we do. And uh, if you need a little bit of help gathering this movie, if it strikes your fancy, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe, might maybe, be able to do something maybe send a it. smoke signal, whisper in the mail Murray's way, and uh, we might be able to get you a copy. But not before you listen to us. Wow, we're going to make them listen first before they can even I watch the movie? Sh- I think you should because I'm, our numbers are down. I don't like that. So the least you can do is listen. How about this? Download it. Don't listen to it yet. Download it. Watch the movie and then listen to it. But I want to see those numbers. I don't want to see low numbers because we're. This is a labor of love we're doing here. So us next week: Michael Flatley, Lord of the Cinema, Blackbird. Check it out. Keep it warm. <laughs>